0: Warning, this podcast contains rude, crude, and prude language, which might burn your ears if you listen to it for too long. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Um, okay, so he, I think he wants to fix
2: this. You think? So <laughs> <laughs> a fucking A-team motherfucker, you're dead right you're gonna fix this. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, found online at manadeprived.com and 60cards.com.
0: This week's episode has been brought to you by Forbes Hobbies. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for crimes they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal Palma in the Ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. Everybody was metagaming against each other because we saw each other's decks. Jay Boosh.
1: I'm not going to ask a homeless guy for a deck
2: idea, okay? I'm going to give that guy some change, and, you know, I'll probably half my sandwich.
3: Smitty. Just completely edit out Jay Bush like out uh, the whole thing.
2: Scotty. But what is it with people that live in French countries that like blue-white control? Are you guys just like give that big of a chip on your shoulder? Like, what is it?
0: And now, the A-Team. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 26 of the A-Team podcast. This is your host, KYT, joined once again by Jesse Scott and some other guy, Jay Bush. <laughs> Jay bush <laughs> in the house he's back and this time he's mexican <laughs> <laughs> welcome john medina once again i don't know if it's your third or fourth like we've had you many many times so you know how much we love you but thank you for filling in for jay john once again
1: yeah no problem it'll be tough to fill the, the jay bush shoes because they're <laughs> they're so big but uh, i'll do my best
0: <laughs> 26 weeks that means we've been doing this after the show for half a year. That's quite insane, I'd, I'd have to say. I can't believe that
1: for 26 weeks, I've taken an hour and a half out of my life <laughs> to sit here and listen to you guys talk about magic.
2: And sometimes more, because the days that you have been on, it's been like two hours of actual going, if not longer.
0: Right. <laughs> a big thanks to all our fans who have been listening from the beginning, and... I hoped everyone liked uh, our last episode.
1: Yeah, I thought it was good. It's funny, you actually had fans on. And uh, I thought it was really funny because one of them, I don't remember which one, but he didn't actually listen from episode one. He's like, oh yeah, I just started playing Magic, so I started at episode like, four or five. But like, what I'm thinking is, why not just go back <laughs> and <laughs> listen to like episode one through four? <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, for real. I
0: don't know. Like, What if you... Just start listening to Yo MTG Taps. I, I wouldn't go back to one. Nobody's like such a hardcore fan like you. I, I know you listen to like every episode twice or something. And whatever, <laughs> <ever>, dude. <laughs> we thank you. I listen to them 80, 80 times, minimum. <laughs> <laughs> minimum. Oh. So I can't believe people uh, still tweet at me. I guess like not that many people listen to my show that follow me, our show rather. That follows me because they always like, oh, man, it's not going to go that high when I've Dude. tweeted constantly oh and my God. talked about it on the cast. It's just a joke, but it was just to emphasize a point because the other guys on the cast were like, ah, it's going to be 15, like 20. Not not everyone, but I'm talking about they were pretty down. And I just wanted to give my you know, completely different opinion and emphasize an 80 minimum. Dude, oh, what are the- we talking about?
1: Are we talking about Tesseract right now?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. That, what's funny is like I've posted that and everyone's like, "Dude, there's no way it's not Jace. It doesn't go in every deck." And they ta- they like get so pissed. And Medina posted uh, something on Facebook and said, uh, "What do you think Tez's ceiling is?" And I'm like, "80 minimum." And like some of his other friends on Facebook are like, "Dude, I hate when people think it's gonna have the Jace effect and blah blah blah." And like, <laughs> <I'm> like fucking <laughs> calm down, people. Yeah, it's <laughs> a joke. Him. Listen. To- the a-team what are you doing
0: (laughs) yeah we actually got hate from that like we don't need people unnecessarily hyping cards
2: (laughs) yeah what's what's with that and and how much shit did you catch this week jesse about breaking cards and like people all over your throat for that shit holy crap
3: god (laughs) it's just a statement people calm down You know,
1: I do hate it when Jesse says broke it or when people say broke it because like then I get all excited. I'm expecting this crazy thing. And then Jesse's like green card. See, it's broken. (laughs) I'm just like, dude,
4: green
1: cards are
3: not broken. (laughs) There was not a green in that list that I posted that I said broke it, which, by the way, I think is only my second time ever saying literally that I broke it, um, which, you know, obviously hasn't happened yet. Which translates
1: to this doesn't compare completely suck
3: (laughs) yeah yeah no this deck is awesome like there's no doubt about it but it included zero green cards Mm. yeah it was a lot of blue cards wow (laughs) jesse's growing up right before Mm. my eyes i know (laughs) i'm hitting my uh teenage years right now
2: (laughs) teenage stride i
1: i gotta say though i am surprised because in the last episode you guys talked about um Jesse mentioned how long you mentioned how long you were playing in the last episode, right?
3: Yeah, one of the last few. Yeah,
1: yeah, one of the last couple. They all blurred together. Um, but uh, but yeah, I was surprised because I keep forgetting that you just started playing. How long ago
3: did you start playing? June of '09.
1: Yeah. See, it's only been a couple <laughs> of years, and like yeah. th- the development that you've had, like <laughs> as far as like play wise. I mean, I still whoop you with my jank decks, but
3: you beat me once i beat you like five or six times it doesn't
1: even matter because it was with mass polymorph yeah (laughs) damn it no but seriously i think i think it's kind of cool to see you know you're kind of like on the fast track for um competitive play you know
3: cool appreciate it dude yeah I, i spend way too much time my wife can attest to that so (laughs)
1: yeah awesome so you'll be like on the pro tour but divorced that'll be great
3: (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) you'll be like guys
1: I finally broke it (laughs) oh I broke it (laughs) that's awful (laughs) I broke my marriage (laughs) thanks man. but look at this deck
2: it won me $5,000 it might pay my alimony this month
1: (laughs) (laughs) I traded my marriage for (laughs) $5,000 seems like a bad deal buddy (laughs) that's pretty bad
2: (laughs) so speaking of uh speaking of of people improving their play skill and and moving themselves forward john i I gotta tell you uh you know we've we haven't spoken to you since your trip to indianapolis and i know that uh you decided to go out there with a, a nice blue red surprise deck which is great it's i just wanted to uh to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about your deck building and and where where you're at with it today, because the last time we talked about decks with you was Mass Polymorph, and then the time before that was the Jun Killer. So uh, <laughs> I'm really glad that I remember you know, that. Yeah, so, so we're starting to see some you know higher quality decks from you, so I thought I would give you the opportunity to like showcase your actual deck building skills to prove to everyone that not only can you trade cards like a shark, but you can also whip their monkey ass at the game when given <laughs> the opportunity. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been tinkering with lately?
1: Yeah, well, um, basically, I stole a deck list <laughs> from Jerry T.
2: So you, you sharked? The deck yeah, I
1: sharked it. Just much like at the trade tables, you know? I just stole this deck list. I was like, hey, I like what I see. Let's let's jank this.
0: Wow. So, That's <laughs> no, how you get so, your money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Jokes, folks. Those are jokes. So yeah. um so yeah, uh Jason Ford played the list at the um TCG Player Open in New York, I think. And he got like I don't know, he got like fourth or fifth place with it. And it's basically uh red, blue, destructive force deck. And at the time the big breakout card was uh Frost Titan. That's when uh that's when Frost Titan like jumped up in price and everything, and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, Frost Titan's good. And then people were like, Let's add green and make the deck better. So then that's where like basically Rug was born, you know. But it seemed like everyone forgot about the destructive force deck, and uh I never did bad with that deck. Like it was always a pretty solid deck. So I just took that deck list and then I I replaced the frost titans with uh Inferno Titans because there's a lot of swarm with the what's that? Uh the Kadaltha Red and like you know, there's still a little bit of vampires here and there and that kind of stuff. So I mean also the Inferno Titan shoots planeswalkers, so it's like it's kind of like a really good creature right now. So I replaced the Frost Titans with that, and then I put some uh, corruptive, corrupted conscious. Is that how how you say? Yeah, it? yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, corrupted conscious in there because I thought, oh man, I want to put this on my own Inferno Titan so I can one shot people with poison. So like that was the mass polymorph in me. You know, it was kind of like, oh man, I want to do this this sick trick, but um, I only got to do it once in Indianapolis. Jank <laughs> trick. Yeah. I I only got to do it once in Indianapolis and it wasn't even with my Inferno Titan. It was with the other guy's Inferno Titan. So he was playing Valakut and he's like he was kind of whooping my ass, you know? And he's like just he just drops an Inferno Titan and like and it's like bam, you know, like there it is. And like <laughs> the the opponent like sitting next to him was watching the game. And he was just like looking over and then he's like, I'm like, wow, Inferno Titan. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. And he's like, yeah, it's real good. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it is it is real good. I think I'm going to take it. What? And like I threw the, <laughs> I threw the Corrupted Conscious across the board and like hit the Inferno Titan with it. I'm just like, bam. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so then the guy untaps and he has like no blockers or nothing. And he's just like, you know, plays a, I don't know. Whatever the ramp spell he had in his hands, like go, and I'm like, okay, and I'm like, kill you. And then he's like, what do you mean? I'll take nine or whatever. I'm like, dude, it's poison counters. And uh, he's like, yeah, but I'm taking nine. I'm like, yeah, but I'm pumping it because I have red mana, you know. <laughs>
2: Here, here's a mountain, bitch.
1: <laughs> so I got to do that once and I was so happy for the day. And uh, since I did get to do that, I went ahead and took Corrupted Conscious out of the deck because it's really. It's it's okay. Like you can steal a grave titan with it or just stealing stuff in general is good. The original list ran uh volition reigns. I mean stealing, you know, creatures and <laughs> just, magic.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> just want to clarify that, you know. For <laughs> the young listeners, I don't want to corrupt any minds. <laughs> I don't want to corrupt anyone's consciousness. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah, I took that out uh because the only two I lost I lost three matches in Indianapolis. And uh, the only three matches I lost, uh two of them were to Thrun. So like once they resolve the Thrun, I have a blue red deck and I can't do <laughs> anything about it at all. <laughs> like like I have no I barely have blockers. I had like four Inferno Titans and that's it. So I put in clone instead of corrupted conscious. Hmm. And uh, Clone is pretty sick, because, like, the big problems for me, like, the only two problem creatures that I would ever worry about, it was Grave Titan and Thrun. So, like, I'm sitting there with, like, two Corruptive Conscience in my hands, and he's got a Thrun on the board, and I'm just like, okay, I'm dead. Like, I can't, you know, I tried to steal his Vengevine so that I can, like, block his Thrun, but then, you know, he just killed his Vengevine or something, I don't remember, or you know, whatever. So, so I ran, I put clone in there and the deck seems to be pretty, pretty solid now. I mean, uh, I like, I like the clone, you know, I like the, I like the build. So yeah, it's not, it's not my build. It's Jerry T's build, but I made some tweaks, you know,
2: then you, uh, I understand you, you smashed Jerry with that too,
3: right?
1: (laughs) 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 Oh man, I did have to play Jerry T at the, uh, at the invitation, not the Invitational, the uh, Indianapolis, uh, you know, open. And, uh, I mean, it's it's the kind of like a no brainer, not because I'm good at magic, but uh I had two Pyroclasms main and two slag storms and four lightning bolts and he was playing Kadatha Red, you know? So like I can't really take credit for winning because it's just like the first game he didn't think I had pyroclasm main, so he just put the beats and then I was just like, Oh pyroclasm, by the way. So then the second game he killed me with jinx idol and uh <laughs> That was, like, the scariest thing i ever seen because he's, like, turned to, like, Jinxed Idol. Here, hold this. And I'm just like...
0: <laughs> hold this. That's awesome.
1: And I'm just like, oh, crap. Like, I'm trying to, like, play my Spheres of the Sun so that I could get, like, my Inferno Titan down just so I could sack it to Jinx Idol. And then I realized, like, this is just a terrible plan because he's just going to play a dude and pass it back to me, you know? And then I'm going to die. So, uh, So, yeah, he got me in game two. And then game three uh koth pulled it out i dropped a turn three koth and then like i started beating him down with a mountain and then he gave me a uh he gave me a, an idol again <laughs> so then i was just like yeah that's cool i'll just keep hitting you with this mountain and then i'll sack the mountain to the idol so i shipped the idol back with the mountain and then he was like trying to draw into a creature but he didn't get there so
0: were you at one that's what i think he said i was a-
1: I was at one or two and he was trying to ship that idol back and I was just like, Come on one time. <laughs> but like, you know, to be fair, I built I built the deck with changes with the uh with that deck in mind because every like I was getting phone calls and text like before the event. Like, dude, do you have contested war zones? Like, dude, do you have jinxed idols? And I'm like, Oh shit, like this yeah. deck is gonna be everywhere today. So like I made sure that like I had Two pyroclasms in the board, like four pyroclasm effects main, and like, you know. I just didn't think Jinx Idol would be such a beating, but uh now I, I now I just uh you know, I still haven't board, boarded for it. I have um into the core now. Oh, so yeah. I guess I guess I can remove it with into the core, but into the core is more for the Tezzeret matchup. Because that's um that's rough for me, because Tezzeret beats it beats my Jace's like hands down. <laughs> Like in that deck, Tezzeret just destroys Jace. And so yeah. you, you gotta you gotta play a weird game with them. Like you have to counter their Tezzeret or you have to like they have to be stupid and like make a creature so then you bolt the Tezzeret or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy card, Tezzeret. There there's been a lot of I mean, Proto Paris showed us the the real power of that card, I think. There was a, a few builds that really really kind of came out i know jesse uh jesse had a blue black one running for a while and a, and a blue black red one he's put them both on uh, on 60cards.com so if you haven't seen those check it out um but i was
1: on. i was on the mailing list i've seen him.
2: yeah yeah no no and some of us are are privileged enough to see his mad machination oh you right meant the, the
0: viewers beginning.
2: Yeah. 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 But, um, but like, Paris Paris showed us the real power of Tezzeret, I think. I mean, we've, we've obviously seen a huge spike, and we can talk about that a little bit later in terms of his price. But, um, I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about that, since you made mention, like, Tezzeret, the real deal? Like, absolute
3: bonkers, or what?
1: What do you guys think in play, playable sense? Like, what do you think, Jesse? You've been playing with the card.
3: Yeah, I mean, right away... When I tested him, like, proxy tested him, uh, my local shop was selling him for 25 and I immediately bought $4. let us just put it that way. Like, he just commanded a game. Like, even though you'd have to put in the janky artifacts, mostly janky, I guess, like, the support artifacts are pretty set in stone what you have to use with them right now. Uh, but, I mean, any time Tezzeret hit the board, it was highly in your favor that you'd win the game. So based on that and like just how much he commanded a board like Jace, actually more than Jace, um the I I mean, he's he's fantastic. He's amazing. He's really, really good. And once Jace is gone, I forget who said it, I think it was Chapin, that he'll just like dominate standard.
2: Yeah. I think what's really neat about Tezzeret is he presents a a much uh, tighter clock than Jace does. Whereas Jace is very much a finesse card, I think. I, uh, not to take away from Jace's power. Jace is an obscenely powerful card. But I think that... But it's um, not as good
1: as Koth, for sure.
2: Well, no. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> <Right? laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesse's like, I immediately bought four Tesser. It's like, yeah, but you immediately bought four freaking what is that, Phoenix, the k- Koth? The yes. off the Phoenix. The k- you know what? The Phoenix. Someone
3: told me Someone told me off track real quick. Someone told me that uh, they were pretty confident that I set the market price on the of Phoenix because when I was <laughs> fucking just like <laughs> rampaging about the Phoenix, he was like worth like a dollar or two, and now he's like <laughs> ten cents. <'cause> I'm... <laughs> so go ahead, Scott. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I was.
2: I was just gonna say because like Jace, Jace presents a toolbox of options, right? So you've got you've got all of his abilities, and I mean, I'd like to re- tell them all to you but uh, we're not all slow-playing Japanese players. Um, anyway, so... Hey. <laughs> hey,
1: I gotta say, yeah, uh, you give me an opportunity to plug Saito here?
2: Oh, no, dude. Unbelievable uh, Japanese counterpart of yours.
1: Okay, Saito hooked me up, dude. I got four foiled Japanese Tesserets and four foiled Japanese Ink Moss coming my way because of Saito, so I love that oh, man.
2: That's so good. It's not like he needed them to play with. Um. Anyways, hey, so, come on, <laughs> I like Cider. I got, a, off. I've got to poke fun. No, just you're, you're
1: outnumbered, Scott. You're I going know, down, sorry. man. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. I'm just poking fun. I don't mean it. <laughs> anyways, um. Anyways, so, would
1: you stop slow rolling that? And I'm trying. Okay,
2: fine, fine, fine. <laughs> so when Jace hits the board, it's not game over. Like, yes, he, you know, he's got the capability to bring you back from the brink of death with a brainstorm that digs you all of your answers, or, you know, two turns of brainstorm and it should conceivably put you so far ahead that it doesn't matter, right? But that doesn't happen all the time. Um, but what's most important is, like, Tezzeret in comparison, like, you can leave a Jace on the table for for a few turns and you're not going to instantly lose the game. Whereas if you don't answer Tezzeret by the second turn he's on the table, you've probably already lost. Like, and not just five turns from now you're going to lose. You're probably dead that turn.
3: Yeah, his ult ult hits hard. Like, I mean, a five-five is huge. Um, If he hits turn three, you can single-handedly win with him by turn five, I believe. Yeah, I I calculated it before, but yeah, on a nut draw.
2: Yeah, it's he's he's absolutely bonkers, and I think that's what I mean. Like in terms of like raw power, uh, he presents a very real threat that needs to be answered almost immediately. And if not, you know, you you are very really on the, on the precipice of losing.
3: Yeah. Well, here's K-Y- what I notice. Sorry, go ahead. No. Oh, I was going to say case in point, K Y T 80 minimum, right? No. <laughs> yep. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, what I was, I actually, it's funny. Cause when I wrote about the ceiling of Tezzeret, uh, I put the ceiling at 75, so <laughs> not, not, too, not too far from the 80 minimum.
2: <laughs> that's about 80 Canadian, right?
1: <laughs> so um, the, thing that, the thing about Tezzeret right now is, first of all, I mean, let's get it out of the way. Tezzeret is no Jace. It's not the same uh, because Jace requires uh, islands and that's or, 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 or blue mana and magic cards. And That's it, like <laughs> you know. I mean, Tesseret requires uh, up to you know. I, I mean, I hear different numbers, but I think the the agreed upon amount is like seventeen at least, right? Seventeen. Oh, Last Jesse,
0: he'll tell you nine.
1: Well, well Jesse but... is saying Jesse's full of crap,
0: dude. Flores, <laughs> Flores said minimum twelve or something. Yeah, he did like the simple math. The and...
2: simple math says twelve. Conceivably, like uh, fifteen, probably. All right, is... so I was on
1: the high yeah. end. 17's way out yeah. there. Okay, yeah. so so twelve to. To seventeen, got a lot to no. say about that. <laughs> twelve, twelve to fifteen. Yeah. So, so regardless, you need twelve to fifteen artifacts to really capitalize on on Tezzeret, You know, and um, that uh, that limits his playability to certain decks, and certain deck styles. You know, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of limits in the same in the same way that Koth is limited. Yeah. because uh Koth is only limited by mountains. I mean Koth is is a good planeswalker like he's he's powerful and uh you know he's good, but the 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 amount of play that he's going to see is limited by how many decks want want to have a lot of mountains, you know? And yep. so the same thing with Tezzeret and I'm not saying that Tezzeret is going to be the same price as Koth because I think Tezzeret is better than Koth. And uh, it has more relevance in other formats like vintage and like you know legacy and stuff than Koth has, you know. So I think Tesseract can see play in in pretty much any format, which makes him dangerous. But I don't think he'll ever reach the Jace levels because just on sheer like playability alone, you know. Because I mean, the demand is 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 based partially on playability. So so I think that um. I think right now the thing about Tezzeret is that his numbers are really, really good against this uh, this current metagame. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that he can, like, I'll show you, like, a sequence of plays. I was playing against a Tezzeret deck, and um, I played a, let's see, he played a Jace, okay? And then he, he was a fool, and he brainstormed, okay? So... <laughs>
2: Against a red deck?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, you don't brainstorm against a red deck anyways, because it's like, oh, bolt you! there's your four mana brainstorm. Congratulations, you know? But uh, but he, he brainstormed, and I'm like, okay, sick. So then on my turn, I'm like, Koth. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, untap a mountain, kill your Jace, you know? <laughs> so, like, now I have a Koth, and I'm, like, feeling, like, all badass. I'm like, yeah, man, I just killed his Jace. <laughs> like, boom, Koth on the board, what now, you know? And then he's just like, okay, Tezzeret, kill your Koth. And I'm
4: just
1: like, <laughs> damn, you know, like, either, if I played a Jace, it wouldn't matter, because he killed my Jace. Because even if I brainstormed, he would still get me with an artifact. Yeah. And with Koth, even, like, I, I took him up, you know, I took him up to the maximum I could take him up after a turn, which is four, and the artifact killed my Koth. You know, so, like, yep. the, the positioning of Tezzeret and his numbers, like, the, the making it a 5-5 five, five artifact makes a huge difference and like just like within an artifact block like all of these things are working in tezzeret's favor right now
2: and it's only going to get better too because you can't honestly think they're going to reprint the titans in m12 like they've gone so far as to try to dial back the overall you know dude creep Uh uh-huh uh, with scars, like because I mean we've been talking about it for quite some quite some number of casts now, right? Like they're they're pulled, they're dialing back on the power and toughness of the dudes and giving them sick abilities. Um, you can't honestly think that five five is no, is going to be less than boss in M twelve, like really? Well, yeah.
1: I think that the fact that if the titans are out, I think that makes Tezzeret worse because mm-hmm. like the fact that you could drop a Tezzeret to an empty board and just start fiving them in the mouth, like, is a big deal, you know? When you start having, like, all these bid range decks and, like, you know, things like Thrun and, like, Creature Swarm and all this kind of stuff is going to make Tezzeret less good because, I mean, if I have an Inferno Titan down and they play a Tezzeret, it's a different story, you know what I mean? But it's like I have to wait to turn 6 to do that, and they can drop their Tezzeret on turn 3, you know? But so so when you when you take the Titans out of the mana game, it's gonna shift everything to a lower mana curve. So like the impact that Tezzeret makes of that lower mana curve is going to be less relevant than it is right now.
2: Yeah, that's and that's a good point. I mean you still gotta consider that you're spitting out a five five when the the largest dude is may likely be a five five or six mana, you know? So I, I mean it...
1: I mean, there's no doubt that uh a blue and a black and two colorless for a five five dude is legit yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt you know what I mean, yeah. you don't get that kind of like creature in blue and black, you know yeah. and so if Tesro was just a creature, he'd be good. I mean there's no doubt that he's good, but
2: okay, but but like you said, like at worst at worst he's a five five for four
1: yeah, at worst like
2: that's fine. Yeah. And like conceivably, right? Like at worst, at yeah, best. I'm not saying
1: he's bad, dude. Yeah. Come on now, I'm not at... going to say crazy <laughs> like
0: Jesse. Come on. At best, dude. you're
2: crushing. At, at best, you're crushing your opponent, right? So,
0: I think that's why Jesse's playing Tesra decks because it's like a pseudo creature. <laughs> that's why he can bring yeah. himself to play blue. <laughs> it's a five-five
1: haste. Yeah. Dude, if only he could come back from the graveyard, he'd be all over that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have built a Vengevine decks recently, so yeah. it's I haven't it's, forgot it's, about you, Vengevine. It's
2: decent too. I've uh, I've actually been playing a, a shit ton of Tesred. I picked mine up on release day as well to to fill out after the one that I got on release day. Or on pre release day and uh, KYT I'm sure you've been playing with uh with the, the, the SAGO as I'm hearing it, or Cobblade, or whatever the hell they're calling it these days. Sago? Sago, yeah, apparently. i sure
0: about this version. No,
2: no, it's the same It's the same thing. It's just apparently, you know, like the swords or saws. Anyways, um, <laughs> eh, the shop, I just Twitter's a funny thing. Um, anyways, uh, I've been playing uh, Juice's List with Forgemaster and Tesseract quite regularly. The thing is fucking retarded. Like, the, it's, it's so funny, too, because the deck tech went up. Right, Like really, really early I guess it was Friday morning um, it Video Deck Tech from Paris With uh, Juzen and, and BDM And then it got pulled down From the coverage listing It was still available on the YouTube channel As well as the little uh, window Where, you know, on the Mothership page where you can kind of scroll through All of the video links and stuff mm-hmm. But it actually disappeared from the homepage So it was only the real diehards that, Or the real early birds that ended up Seeing the list at all uh, over the weekend, so when I was I took it into FNM, and I was just like, "Yep, I'm like I need to pick up a couple of these and this and that." And I was like, "I need a couple Forge Masters, and uh, you know, because I'd bought them on uh, online, but they just hadn't shipped yet." So I'm like, "Well, I need a Forge Master or two, and a uh, Blade Steel Colossus." They're like, "Okay, <laughs> EDH." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> but, like, nice. smash... Yeah, because
1: button- I run two Forge Masters in my EDH, donk. No. <laughs> no,
2: no, yeah. well, you know what? In all fairness, I have, like, eight EDH decks, so, I mean, you never know. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah, anyways, um, deck is dumb. Like, I was I was racing Balakit. They were dead by turn five. Like, it is such a powerful card, um, the, the Tesserite in general. Um, and it's just, like, the, I, I could not fathom the, the, the sheer... Um, decimation that you're capable of providing with that card, and the Forge Master itself is is insane. I th- I, I believe that right now, uh, until people really start making shifts like playing into the core, and uh, when Valakut starts playing Creeping Corrosion, that's going to be bad for us. But you know, until then, I really believe that uh, Juice's list is probably the best Tzeentch deck that's out there right now.
0: It's so powerful. It's yeah, not... that's
1: one thing. Into the core, dude, is really good against Tzeentch decks. Oh yeah, like really good.
0: It's not as getting as much hype as the uh, Callblade or uh, the other Tezzeret decks, so I, well, I'm interested to see what... Because Juice is apparently going to post an article tonight, I think, on oh, really? Channel Fireball. I think it's coming up. Like He's obviously going to write about this deck, maybe, and I'll be interested to see, but that's good to know, because I, I was wondering if I should put this deck in the gauntlet, because everyone's just talking about Boros and Callblade and whatnot so so
2: yeah honestly like this deck like it it demolishes um you just if you untap with a forge master and you win the game like straight up just win the game um there are turns where you just beat them with tezzerad and ink moth nexus but i mean like the difference is is the deck probably will do a little bit worse just like Cobblade is going to do a little bit worse when people start playing lightning bolt again you know, but like, no one's playing Lightning Bolt right now. Slagstorm came out, and everyone's like, Yeah, Cold the Red is so hot, I just need all these sweepers. So I'm going to play Slagstorm and demolish the board, and it'll be fine. But like, you get the Stoneforge Mystic, and you hook it up with the sword, and it's like a 4-4. Oh, nice Slagstorm. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Scott, yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, what do you usually get? Because I, I watched the deck tech, and he said he get the Battlesphere, so then he can get other stuff. Is that what you usually get, or does sometimes you just go for the for the kill, or maybe...
2: So it depends on the situation. Like, I was playing against... uh, Often when I was playing against Valakit, for example, it's just all about fucking winning. So I would drop the... um, Depending... So if I was on the play, and I untap, and I hit the board, if... I hadn't already taken some damage from a cobra or or like an early valakut or whatever, like a prime titan you know hitting and getting one activation or whatever. Then I'd go for the uh, I'd I'd go for the colossus and just fucking swing for the win. Like you just win, right? Um, but if they're in a situation where I've got the Tezzeret on turn three, I got the forge master turn four. Um, yeah, if I'm behind and I need the life sw- the life gain, then I'll totally go for the battlesphere and just drain right? Because at that point in time, they've already committed, you know, most of the Valkytecs I've been looking at are playing about 11 mountains, so I mean, how many activations, you know, can you conceivably get out of that? So if you void three of them, you know, you you get another turn, you're ahead, right? Because then you can still use the um, Forge Master then again to... Find whatever you need at that point, then you just pull the fucking Mindslaver and you just dome them with their own dude that's entertainment
1: <laughs> that's the thing about this this, uh, this dude uh, this name? kadatha forge master yeah <laughs> oh man, that man. card is so good, like you know it see playing it sees playing legacy now, right really? did you know that? well
2: I, you know what I heard? I heard wow. that over the uh, at the Grand Prix. Was it the Grand Prix? No. Where was the the most recent Legacy event where the blue black Forge Master deck? Star City uh, game. Star City.
1: Yeah. Right, John. No, 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 no. You got it all wrong, dude. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll straighten you out. Check yeah, it. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, at at Indianapolis, all right. This dude, he what? took second. Not Forge Master. This other dude, <laughs> he took second <laughs> at. Uh, <laughs> He took oh second boy. at the he took second at the legacy tournament with uh with mono brown it was just like a mud deck i don't know why they call it mud i think it's like mono brown like i don't know anyways so check it out it has four forge masters in it okay and it has um a sundering titan it has uh two lightning greaves uh four metal workers um, t- 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 what else is in there? Oh, four grim monoliths. So like basically, you play like a turn one metal worker, and it's got like mox opals and stuff like that in it. You play like a turn one metal worker, and then like turn two, you drop like they run four worm coil engines. So you can <laughs> drop like a worm coil engine, or you can drop like a mere battlesphere, or you drop this forge master. And like the sick stuff he was doing, he'd be like, "All right, um, turn one lightning greaves, go right." And the guy's like, okay. They drop their, like, island, right? And they pass the turn. He's like, okay, turn two, uh, Metalworker, put the Greaves on him, tap him, add all this mana, okay? Play a Forge Master, okay? And then they're, they're like, play this other artifacts, all this other crap out of my hand, dump my hand, and then they're like, equip the Lightning Greaves to the Forge Master, sacrifice artifacts.
2: For Sundering Titan.
1: For Sundering Titan, and just like it's just insane he's running welder in there too so like stuff he sacrificed he can swap in and out it's just crazy it's awesome so yeah so that that card's seen play in legacy and it's seen play in this uh this jews list so it's one of those cards that like if it's it has multiple applications you know
0: wild yeah it's not gonna go up in price or anything right (laughs)
1: No, of course not. I mean the demand, you know, for the card, you know, could maybe make it go down in
0: price, I guess. <laughs> I'm seeing it at $2.50 still.
2: <laughs> you seeing it at what, two fifty?
0: Two fifty minimum?
2: It's fifty cent it's, listen, that's fifty cents higher than it was before Jesus' list was spoiled.
0: Oh man. Two so certain cards like gain such minimal value in terms of price. Well, <sighs>
2: Uh, called off the forge master like the thing is one of the bulk junk rares from one of the most heavily drafted sets (laughs) in how long (laughs) lately like (laughs) that's still in print right
0: okay I'm so tired of drafting that set (laughs) what what do you mean by gain minimum value you know like like uh relatively speaking to
2: like stoneforge mystic for example that experienced a small spike
0: a small <laughs> spike, <laughs>
1: Extremely small spike. <laughs> All right, Stoneforge Mystic is like eighteen to twenty dollars right now. Can That's you guys crazy. believe that?
3: It's just. I insane. actually I can't. You know what? I actually can because like I feel like it's on par with something like Knight of the Reliquary or Noble Hierarch, which both hit that point when they were really used in standard. So sure. like, and they're like equivalent to that in the sense that they're going to be in any deck with white at this point.
1: Yeah, uh, I, heard you, I heard you talking about this. Yeah. In the last episode, right?
3: Did I? In the last episode? <laughs> Don't ask Jesse these questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, do you even listen to yourself? Come on, man. <laughs> Not every week. So yeah, I heard uh, I heard you talking about it in your last episode uh, about Stoneforge Mystic. Same thing where you're like, oh, it's like Nyla Reliquary. It's like Noble Hierarch. Right. Did you read that somewhere or did you just come up with that?
3: I came up with it.
1: All right. Because long time ago... While well, you were still in diapers, you know, uh-huh. sucking <laughs> on your mama's teat.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I wrote. I wrote an article, and this is part of what my Star City Games articles about. Ooh, uh-huh. free, uh, free premium spoiler for you guys! Woo! <laughs> so, so a long time ago, I wrote an article, and it was titled uh, "I Don't Believe in Rares," and it was on my blog. I know you never read it because, like, it was a long time ago. Before it was on the tenth in a- April tenth or something of two thousand ten and uh, basically i list those cards i said uh, the only the only card in stand the only cards that are in print that will break the 10 dollar mark are cards that either are just in like wildly popular cards that are in like the best deck like at the time jund was the best deck so like maelstrom pulse was a rare in that deck but because it was in the best deck and it was like most of the time a four of like, yeah. that broke $10. Uh, right. But the other the other reason why it would break $10 is if it sees play in multiple formats, across right. multiple formats, and, and, like, lots of play. So Noble Hierarch and Night of the Reliquary were the, were the examples that I used. Right. So, like, it's no doubt when I seen Stoneforge Mystic, like, immediately I was like, oh, man, this card is definitely going to – it was a $2 at the time on Star City when it first came out. So you can yeah. buy them for like a buck, and right. I was like, Dude, "This card is no way. This card is a dollar card." Yeah. Like, so I went to a card. I went to like all the card stores in town, and even like some card stores that were not in town, like maybe a half hour out or whatever. And I was like, buying Stoneforge Mystics like nobody's business. This one guy had like thirty five in his case, oh. and I was like, uh, "How much are your Stoneforge Mystics?" And he's like, "Oh, a dollar fifty Wow. And I'm like okay, I'll take them, and he was like, okay, like four, and I'm like, yeah, no, uh, like all of them.
0: <laughs> and then, what a baller! <laughs> and then he's like,
1: oh yeah, a baller. I spent like what sixty dollars <laughs> on sowas. So, so then he's like, he's like, all right, uh, hold on a second, I have to look it up because he's just like thinking that you know. And at the time, it was only like a dollar fifty. So he looks it up and he's like, yeah, um, okay. <laughs> so he just sold them to me. And like I don't know, three or four weeks later, they spiked to ten. Yep. And I was like, all right, ship all these at eight fifty, like, you know. So I shipped them all, and then uh, they went back down to like four. So then I'm like, ah, Stoneforge Mystic, that's not a four dollar card. So I just started picking <laughs> them up again,
3: and like, <laughs> nice.
1: and then they went back up again. They went up to twelve or whatever, and I was like, all right, ship them all at ten, you know. And, like, finally, this time, it's just, like, I had none by the time this thing went up to 20. Like, I have my four foils, and that's it. So it's just kind of like, oh, man, I could have doubled up, like, a, a third time on that card. Damn.
3: <laughs> that was one of the first cards when Worldwake hit, where I'm like, there's no way this card's not awesome. It's on turn two, <laughs> it's card advantage. <laughs> like, how it's just got, it's, like, obviously good. Like, you get a card out on turn two. It's just solid as hell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> definitely. I mean it's a, it's a really good card. So yeah, I think I think 20 is is just a lot of money for this yeah. card. That's it's a bit much, but I I could see definitely like fifteen sixteen 16 bucks until it rotates out standard like no problem there, you know.
2: It's tough to believe. You know, it's tough to believe that some of these spikes from Paris are actually sustainable right now. You know, like I know that Stoneforge suffers from the same sort of shortages that Jace does, but I mean even still like 20 bucks you're right, totally totally high I think.
1: Yeah, I mean well Noble Hierarch was like 18 20 at one point and I think Knight got to 18 and like these these are seen playing legacy. I think they're in like like uh the the like uh green green white decks and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So so I mean they see playing legacy, they play see playing extended. Like um I'm going to an extended tournament on Saturday. Uh, a PTQ. Oh, yeah. They also see playing Boros. Good one, KYT. And, um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> no one I'm, right there will know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we're well, just chat. The chat.
1: for the viewers, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to a uh, PTQ and uh, I'm going to run that blue white list that won. It didn't win, but it got like top eight at uh, Grand Prix Atlanta. Yeah. And it's like a blue white list. And it ran, um, what did it run? Wall of omens, like three Wall of omens, but I'm just gonna cut those for Stoneforge Mystics.
2: Just sort it up
1: and sort it up. Let's see what happens. Yeah, when that when that broke at Worlds, you were on the you were on the ball there, Scotty. I gotta say, dude.
2: Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I, hey, what can I tell you, man? Like, I learned from some of the best people in this game about how to manage a portfolio. I gotta tell you, and uh, <laughs> you know, big credit.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I wasn't even on the Stoneforge like. I knew that Stoneforge was pretty high already. I think they were going for like 10 or something before or 12 before, the, um, before they spiked, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I, a little birdie told me. I'm not going to say the person's name because I don't know if they want to be said. But uh, a little birdie told me on uh, like a couple days before Paris. They're like, hey, dude, Sword of Feast and Famine is really good. You should probably get some of those.
4: <laughs> and I, was like,
1: I was like okay so then I was like eh, I'll think about it and then the guy was at Paris and he's like hey dude Channel Fireball is running Sword of Feast and Famine with Stoneforge Mystic and Cago and I'm like really and I'm like okay so I went and bought 20 Sword oh. of and Famine and I didn't even think like because at this time Stoneforge hadn't spiked I'm sure because it was like before any coverage or anything so no one knew you know what I mean. So I was like, "Oh man, like I'm gonna get these sort of feast of famine." So I bought twenty of them, and then, um, <laughs> and then wow. Scotty's like, "Scotty's like, yeah, dude, have you seen Stoneforge Mystic?" And I'm just like, "What?" So I go look, and I'm like,
3: "Oh, missed the boat. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks for sure." Hey, John, I I challenge you. One of these tournaments you go to, you should just run one of my decks, dude, and see what happens.
1: Why would you want me to run one of your decks, dude? I suck at this game. Come on,
3: dude. It doesn't matter. My decks, my deck will just, my deck will bring you there, dude. Don't I was considering it <laughs>
1: until you just
0: said that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, someday you will. Someday you will, oh, John. Man.
0: John, I had a Jesse moment. What? What? Do you, what did you mean by I missed the boat? Like you? Oh, like I would have just bought Stone Forges too with those swords. Oh, you just, you only bought swords.
1: Yeah, I only bought okay. swords. I would have okay. totally, I would have totally like, bought, like, as... Because the guy was, like... I was, like, hey, how many swords do you have? And he's, like, I don't know, 20-ish. And I'm, like, okay, ship them to me. So, okay. like, who knows how many Stoneforges he had. He could have had, like, 100.
0: <laughs> but you were focused... Probably chose it because it was a, the Mythic?
1: Yeah, I chose it because it was the Mythic, and Stoneforge was already, like, you know, 10 to $12 or whatever. So I'm just, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, Stoneforge is going to just see more play, but... You know who knows like, who knows how how high that's going to drive it. Like I figured that the the sword could could go higher than well it's already higher than what I bought them for obviously but but it could be like you know it could be mythic high you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> it's really funny. I, I I totally regret not taking this opportunity. I, I'm sure we had different sources, but my, a friend of mine also told me that's why I tweeted the night before Paris. They also told me the same thing that uh, Channel Fireball was playing the Stoneforge uh, Mystic deck and that uh, the French came out with the green... Some some players, some of the French players, like Raphael uh, Levy was playing the green-white quest deck and didn't think about using this information, but, but I'll know <laughs> next time because he also told me at Amsterdam that White Weenie was going to be played and uh, the Doran deck was going to be played. So... There's some opportunity to to make money, because apparently, I don't know how he knows, maybe it's very open between the pros, it seems like everyone knows what everyone else is playing. (laughs) That's the general idea I get.
1: Yeah, that's, one of the things is, is one of the things about Stoneforge is that it not only seemed play in Cago, you know, it seemed play in the, it was in the green-white quest, right? Uh,
0: I, probably, it probably probably was.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then it was definitely in Boros. Right. So it was like in almost all of the top eight list, you know, like except for the Tezzeret list. And then you saw the
0: how many how many copies of Sword there was, and you're like,
1: no. <laughs> well, I still think like Channel Fireballs got Sword at like seventeen. Star City's got them at fifteen. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, I still think there's room to grow there. Like I think they have low quantities, so. Once they sell out of those quantities, they'll probably put put some more up and they'll probably be going up to like 17, 18, you know, maybe 19. And I bought 20 of them, so I'm going to do just fine, you know.
3: <laughs> Speaking of the swords, uh, I was arguing, I guess it was with uh, Mike Flores, I think. Yeah, it was. You always argue with Mike Flores.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't that's like a good guy to, to argue with, with about magic, right? <laughs> you
3: can't yeah, win. I know. He uh, won't, like- won't let you win. <laughs> It's auto-lose, man. I might as well concede. (laughs) Uh, But he put uh, Sort of Feast and Famine on his top 10 list, and I was arguing with him that Sort of Body and Mind, if you're going to put Feast and Famine on there, I think Sort of Body and Mind deserves a spot. Uh, Because there's multiple reasons I was arguing. The fact that it actually had more top 8 appearances uh, than the Feast and Famine by 2, and it was in 7 out of 8 of the decks, as opposed to Feast and Famine, which was six out of eight of the top eight decks which by the way is crazy i mean those swords are gonna absolutely like dominate standard even more than they do now once the um so do
1: you you think a feast and famine is not as good as body mind
3: uh no that's not what i'm saying i i think they're equally good though in completely different style decks like i mean feast and famine can go in an aggro deck and it's solid my argument though is when you tap um, or when you attach a Feast and Famine and attack with a um, an aggro deck, you untap your mana. Generally, like you have mana to cast more creatures with, mm-hmm. um, which is okay. Like that can be fine, and it can win you a game occasionally. But doesn't you have
2: that to... doesn't that seem counterproductive if you're in a control matchup? Like against another aggro matchup, that's fine, right? Because you're gonna like swing at the team and then play more blockers. But yeah, exactly. yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. That's yeah. my like. Yeah, against... but you could you could use
1: it for man with manlands. And then it Uh, it untaps you,
4: so...
3: Yeah, the problem with uh, manlands is aggro decks aren't using manlands right now because they're a little too slow for an aggro deck because there's so many board sweepers. Like, I guess, like, it, overall, like I've played Boros a lot. And... <laughs> They're not using Man
1: Lands because there's too many board sweepers. I know,
3: I know. What he meant to say, what he meant to say was that because they
2: come into play Taft and require, it, in most cases, a significant mana
3: investment to activate. That's correct. Yeah. Uh,
2: like yeah, if you're but imagine
3: play... if you could <laughs> untap your
1: lands after you yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh yeah, it's you okay. know, I'm not arguing that it's bad, like at all. Like, I'm just saying, as an aggro player in this meta. It's not that ability is not as good as it could be. Like, it will get better, I believe, than it is right now. But body and mind in a deck like Boros, when you're near top decking or you're running out of cards in your hand, body and mind can bring an empty board back and bring you back in the game. Uh, And that's happened more than once. And even though its mill ability is bad against almost any deck. Uh, it's extremely good against Volokut, which is relevant because it's one of the most played decks in the format right now. So, It's, but- it's,
2: inter- it's interesting, though, that you make that point about Valakid. like, Because isn't the discard often more relevant than the mill? Uh,
3: n- okay, here's the thing. The last <laughs> FNM, I'm playing Boros. I attack into Volokut. I mill them for 10. Guess what? There's eight mountains. They oh. literally cannot kill me. Like, wh- I, di- I mean, there's... There's huge hits on a on a mill against Valakut that can just demolish him. And usually you'll get in at least a swing, two, or even three. And if you get in three, you're not going to lose. Um, but discard, yes, it can wreck them, but they're still choosing. And they're so just going to
1: Evil in their hand. We should just sideboard Archive Trap against Valakut then.
3: Uh, yeah. It's not a bad idea. Like, honestly, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's yes, already
0: ruined. Right. Look at
2: he's it's, like gonna it's
3: it's like silence all over again,
2: right? It reminds me yeah.
0: so much of the Mike Flores deck, the Power Mancer Ascension archive
3: trap deck that uh didn't really get anywhere.
1: <laughs> that could be cool though. Yeah. That could be cool right now. Who knows? No, you
3: know? but in, I I want my point to get lost because I I I they're equally good. I think they would both be top ten cards because Body and Mind better in aggro, feast of famine better in like combo control agro control type build. I, I
1: think i think the reason why i would say that it doesn't belong in the top 10 list is because aggro doesn't need the sword of body and mind it doesn't do anything more unique I disagree that, that aggro needs but i think the sword of feast and famine does something unique that blue especially blue white needs
2: Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can, again, work the translate model here.
1: Dude, (laughs) Um, I'm speaking in English,
2: man. Yeah, no, no, again, again, it's (laughs) not for your benefit. It's for Jesse's. Uh, (laughs) So what he's trying to say is that I think, and I think his... uh, The Sword of Feast and Famine does exactly what Control wants to do. Like, if I look at it from a blue-white standpoint, like, what has made the gel between blue-white Control and the Sword of Feast and Famine so good is that it it gives you that color bleed of discard that you don't get in blue-white, which is precisely what you want to be doing in the Control build, right? You really want to just be, like, taking your opponent's resources away, while at the same time maximizing yours and allowing you full access to yours during their turn so that you can play your other game, which is Counter spells and all that stuff. So from there's I don't think we can just. I don't think we disagree here that the Feast of Famine in a control aggro build is the fucking stone nut. Otherwise, it wouldn't have won Pro Paris, right? I think that the point is is that the sort of body and mind all it's doing, like sure it's milling, but like the milling seems incidental. Like it doesn't seem like it's it, it's it doesn't seem like it's focused it doesn't fit in on with the
1: aggro strategy.
2: Yeah, because the aggro strategy is reducing life points, not milling with the library, right? So, and I think like, granted the dude is relevant, like making another dude is relevant always, right? Because then if your dudes die, you still got another guy, hook hook up the sword, whatever. But I think that, that, that specific mill function is extraneous to the whole equation.
1: And making, making a dude is not fixing the, the, the primary problem with aggro. And the primary problem is, is that if you get your board sweep, it's hard to recover. And like that's why like that's why like uh what's his name uh that dude (laughs) no that's why uh ranger of eos was so good or like stuff like that because because it gives you that ability to recover from from a board sweep so like this sword doesn't really solve the problems of aggro but like the sword is so good in blue white i mean i don't even think it's as good in blue black because blue black is uh you just notice, like, if you match a blue-white control list with a blue-black control list, the, I think the blue-black has more edge, and it's it's be it has to do with like
2: it's the discard.
1: It's it's definitely it's definitely like Inquisition. It's like Inquisition gives you more game against like, uh, you know. Uh, Ban a leak, everything, you know?
2: Inquisition and duress, both of them yeah. in conjunction. Like, against a blue, blue black, blue, white, I mean, blue, black should win every time because blue, white only has so many counter spells that are looking to cancel the threats, but the blue, black is looking to trump that by using the discard to force the opponent to use their counter magic on stuff, you know? So it's that yeah. whole. In the, the blue, and
1: shit. with the blue, black, you have Grave Titan, which brawls better than, you know, what you have in blue, white. So, right. So, like. So like blue black didn't need the sword, but when you put the 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 sword with blue white, like y- I don't think the discard is the discard is good, but I don't think it's it does the discard does what a control deck wants to do, which is which is in in the sword's favor. But the really big thing is that you get to untap that mana. So what you could do is like okay pre combat I'm gonna play this uh, beamslayer angel. Well, you leave with the Bainslayer, and then you play the Gideon after, you know? <laughs> so, like, so I'm going to play this Bainslayer Angel. And, you know, if they do nothing, then you're like, oh, free Bainslayer. Okay, I'll hit you, and then untap. Well, now I have, you know, counter mana up. I played a threat. You know, it gives you that game, and I don't I don't even know how to describe it, but it gives you a, that edge that you need against, like, blue, black, or, <laughs> or other control decks to be able, because... White and blue-white seem to play more of a tap-out game. I mean, look at their man-land. You know, you freaking have to tap, like, five mana to make that thing alive, you know? Yeah. And, like, you're playing Giddy and, like, this five-mana Planeswalker and stuff. But they're playing things that are, like, more, uh, I guess, have more velocity.
2: Creeping tar pit for three.
1: Yeah, creeping tar pit, this kind of stuff. So because of the nature of blue-white, like, this sword fits so perfectly with the strategy that I can definitely see why it's so good in there.
2: Yeah. So it's about your resource management, right? Like you're you're able to to get more mileage out of your mana than your, you know, blue black opponent would be, which is out of your lands. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, you, and you, you can swing with your colonnade and then untap just sick because like now you're now your clock is faster now like there's a lot of you know and then i mean it's a sword it gives you pro black so like they're not going to be like (laughs) doom blading or like go for the throating which is so awkward to say (laughs) your dude you know while you're swinging
0: in yeah it's
2: a good
0: point i've always felt comfortable with blue white (laughs) against blue black and this just puts it over the edge i think
2: well, KYT, what have you been? What have you been playing lately? Like, I mean, have I? I can only assume that you've been testing the shit out of either Boros or or Cobblade.
0: No, because like I can't find my Stoneforge mistakes. <laughs> and but I was able to I was able to scour some online stores, and one of them, uh, who is owned by a, a Twitter follower of mine, Alan SLG Line Games actually had two of them in stock for 6 bucks, And this was like during the Pro Tour Paris weekend. I bought them, and no, he did not refund my money. And he actually shipped them like the day after. And he's like, oh, you got them at a great price. I'm like, thanks. (laughs) So grateful for that.
2: And the the shout-out on the podcast. Right, right.
0: Well, props to that guy, dude, you know, (laughs) because he didn't stiff you like a jerk. (laughs)
2: <laughs> there have been quite a few cancel canceled orders. Sorry, KYT, go ahead. There's.
0: Um, been- well, I had a cancellation for Tzruts, but it was I think I believe the guy because John thinks he's legit, but Matt K cards uh, canceled when I bought four Tzruts at uh, when it were thirty. But this was before. Uh, I think it was just when people were talking about and and stuff when it wasn't actually starting to hit there on every single site. So I just bought them because 80 minimum, of course. And mm-hmm. But they, they, it was a new store. He says he, he had some issues. So I'm not going to put against him. It's not... Whoa, whoa, public. wait a second, dude. He didn't ship those to you? He didn't ship them to me. He said that he hired some guy. And, I, I okay, if it's this true, I don't want to give him negative publicity, but I'm just going to say what happened. He hired this guy, and this guy uploaded the prices. They were supposed to be the buy list prices. And apparently he he uploaded for the sell price, and that he has no tesrads actually. Though forty for a buy price. No,
2: you honestly, man. Like last weekend, just before uh, just before Paris had gone full swing, stores down here were buying them for fifty cash.
1: No, no, yeah. because before Paris, they weren't that high.
2: No, no, it was it was Friday night. The pro Tour of Paris lists for Friday had leaked already and stores had sold out and my local game stores were buying them for 50 bucks cash.
1: Hey, how do you spell your name, KYT?
2: Cuz he's sending that poor guy an email and roasting the shit dude, out of him. No, <laughs> no, no,
1: seriously, you. how do you spell your name?
2: He'll put it in the chat window. Yeah, it's in the yeah. chat. <laughs> it's in the chat window. Fucking look at it.
1: Dude, I I'm <laughs> on the I'm on the chat right now with some other dude. Well, get in here. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Oh, uh, all right, here we go. Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on one second. We're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this right now. So
2: you know who's done really well on Tesserets was our boy Thomas. Did you hear about this, Medina?
1: Yeah, yeah. He showed. He he, we talked about this before. He did did his uh, buys. Yeah.
2: Fucking unbelievable. Scooped up like thirteen Tesserets for thirty three bucks or something like that. Did just fine. He did. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. Once, uh once I seen like I had bought four Teserets from Star City Games at thirty five bucks a piece, uh, before indie, because I was like, uh, I was watching the price, and I was kind of like, hmm, I'm like, man, Teseret's really good. And then I started playing against some kid at my shop who built the Teseret deck. Uh, his name is uh, Mike Long, so there's a little shout out for Mike Long. Um, okay, not
2: not the Mike Long
1: no 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 no
2: <laughs> so, so this
1: kid uh he was playing this Tesseract deck and he was just destroying me and i was like man Tesseract is so good like and i'm like you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play the i'm gonna go try a trade for him game because something shifted in this set like where people were not going nuts about the mythics where they were buying them for like millions of dollars but people were definitely not trading their mythics like like I try to get Tesaurus off people it was like I don't know trying to get their firstborn or something they're just like no I don't want to keep it. like blah blah it's just not worth my time I'm just like okay whatever let me see your uncommons like <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah so this guy's on chat right now Um those are supposed to be buy prices <laughs> Uh okay um <sighs>
3: Wait, hold on a second. What's going on? That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I told him uh, this guy is legit. I told him about KYT. I'm like, this guy's legit and he has a podcast and we're talking about your store right now.
3: (laughs) 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 He's like, all right, I'll ship him.
1: (laughs) He's like, I believe he's legit, but I sold him tesserets I don't have.
3: Well,. That
2: seems like a wonderful case of not my fucking problem.
3: Get <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> you know.
1: Are you going to be at Denver, KYT? KYT, K-Y-T.
3: K-Y-T. you Check still out. with us?
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm over here like
0: working for the man. No, I'm not going to be at Denver. Sorry, I muted myself again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so he's, I think he wants to fix this. <laughs> you think?
2: It's <laughs> so, a fucking eighteen, motherfucker. You're damn right, you're gonna fix this.
1: Oh man, so uh, he says I agree. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? He
2: agrees. With, he agrees with what?
1: Hold on a second. Okay, so you need to contact Matt K, dude.
2: <laughs> what? Medina K-Y- just hooked
1: you the shit up. KYT, you need to contact Matt K and, and straighten this thing out. Uh, he says he, I told him, I recommend you try fixing this. And he says, I agree. And that he's tried to contact you and he hasn't heard from you.
3: <laughs> KYT.
1: <laughs> so he wants to give you $20 in store credit for the mix-up.
0: Oh. Okay. Sounds good. Because he, <laughs> he still doesn't have tesserets. Apparently.
2: So you have to spend your twenty bucks on something else. <laughs> By the way, shipping is. Yeah.
1: Is twenty dollars. So. <laughs> All right. So okay, that's done. Sorry, guys. I just got derailed. Cause, um, that's awesome. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like it when people try to like. If I have a price on like, my my sale price, like before Paris, I had Tesserets listed at twenty seven. I was selling them at. If someone bought them from me at 27, then I would ship them, you know? And I don't like it – excuse me. I don't like it when people don't do that. Like there's this one guy. I was on magictraders.com, and this one guy was like – he said he'll sell me a Tesseract for 30 bucks This is during the the Paris weekend. So then after the weekend, he was like, oh, hey, um, my friend took the Tesseract out of the binder and made a deck and put it in a deck, I think. I can't find my tesoro. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let me get this straight. <laughs> you had, um, you know, the chase mythic rare of the set in your, de- in your binder, right? And your friend arbitrarily just took this out of your binder, put it in the deck without even telling you. And then you just assume that's what's happened when you don't have it in your binder. I'm like, come on, dude. So, yeah, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't ship it to me. He said he lost it or his friend has it. And I'm just Aww. like, ah, oh, just don't lie to me. Just tell me yeah. the truth. Just say, <laughs> dude, that's where it's like 50 now. I don't want to ship it at 30. And then I'll be like, man, that sucks because I thought I was going to get a good deal. And then that's it. There you go. You don't have to lie about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then you're, you're okay if a store tells you that? Like, they went up. Screw you, John. <laughs>
1: Oh well, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to tweet that to my, you know, followers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh
0: man, it's like using your uh, Twitter influence <laughs> power. Well, nobody should be doing that,
1: dude. That's not right. You know, Star City Games always ships. Doesn't matter what the price is; they always ship
0: scg plug <laughs> right there
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth though come on you know you got to give credit where credit's do and like all of these sellers dude they're just getting away with murder it just it pisses me off so bad it makes me want to start my own store just so i can just run all these guys out of business and i know all of them listening right now just hate my guts but you know what do it right dude don't yeah. be don't be selling people cards and then like How many excuses do we have to hear from these people? Oh, uh, my stocking and my this and my that. Dude, who cares? You're running a store, man. You do this for a business. Do it right, you know?
2: Yeah. Medina, honestly, like, I have stopped buying a lot of shit. Like, I've stopped buying obscure stuff from anyone except you. Yes! (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Honestly, it's strange. But, I mean, it's... you. If you were to actually go into business and run a store like that, man, you would fucking make so much money, it's ridiculous. Well, you'd make as much profit as is possible through the sick volume you'd make based on the margins that we're capable of producing. in this. (laughs) You're like, disclaimer. (laughs) Disclaimer, yeah.
0: (laughs) John, what would be your, just a curious question, if you had your store, let's say, what would be Uh your strategy in terms of... Because you know the prices of cards would change, so would you just... What let it go, uh, be completely on the uh, forefront of what's, uh, like, or have a system, an algorithm, you know, if a certain card sells a lot, you you stop selling them, or I guess some of these stores don't have that or something.
1: Well, it's real simple, okay, for all you store owners out there who don't (laughs) know what you're doing, okay, don't put your whole stock on your website, like, and and get some software that works i mean come on dude like how hard is this to like you know you have a database with a stock and a number and when someone buys something you just like run this little you know script that says minus the order from the stock number it's like it's not rocket science so i mean <laughs> the first thing is for me like all of this stuff is like is like really surface basic stuff okay you just need to um, – f- as far as pricing goes, I'm not going to be able to be on the cutting edge of pricing because I'll be busy like running a store and having like a strategy because if I ran a store, it wouldn't just be a store. You know what I mean? Right. I'd have a storefront, like a basic storefront here probably wherever I'm living. I'd have an online store and then I'd be running tournaments and I'd be doing magic online sales. You know what I mean? Right, So, like, I'd have people in an office that are doing, like, buying magic online cards all day long and, like, selling. So, like, I'm going to be running all that stuff. I'm not going to have time to be on the cutting edge, but I'll hire people who are smart, you know, to be watching these prices so I don't go totally take a bath. And, like, (laughs) you know, I mean, the strategy for me would be, like, in the way that I do business – is how I would make money, not necessarily card fluctuation in prices. Like, you know what I mean?
3: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Like, like <laughs> the 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 magic, the magic. Like this whole this whole thing is growing. Um, the game is growing. Uh, you know, people are getting more interested in magic. People are okay with spending more money in magic, and people who have been playing magic are growing up. And we're all getting jobs, you know what I mean? And we're all getting, we're all reaching that point in our life where disposable income is a reality. You know what I mean? So magic players pockets are getting deeper. Okay. Because, (laughs) and this is the truth. This is the truth because we're getting older and, and we're maturing in, in our career life and in all these things, you know, like, so, so this is happening. Okay. And like, as far as like good magic stores that sell cards and, and are legit, there's only a handful of them out there. You know what I mean? Right. And there's so many hacks out there doing like, just like, they don't even know pricing, they don't play the game, they don't know anything about it, and they're just selling cards and like they treat their customers like they're disposable. So it's so easy to take business from people like that. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, like, okay. if, I, if, if I started a store, it would be with that in mind. Like, I'm going to take these people's business. All these people who don't want to do it right, all these people who are hacks, like, they're all going to suffer. <laughs> they're all going to suffer in my hand. And the reason I do that, the reason why I would do that is because that's what I like to do. I'm not just going to start a store and be like, okay, guys. You know, if you want to buy cards from me, good. If not, you know, I, I can't. I can't do it like that. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna go after. I'm gonna go after all the business. Well, not you guys, Star City Games. You guys are still. I love you guys.
0: Was <laughs> your store gonna be called Legit Cards?
1: <laughs> Legit MTG, baby. I have legitmtg.com
0: already. So, so pretentious.
1: <laughs> it's already dude, it's gonna be legit. Cause if I if I do it, it's gonna be legit. You know, I don't want to do it any other way. Like just the way oh, it yeah. is.
0: Okay. Enough of this uh card store stuff. <laughs> I <laughs> dude, just rem- People
1: wanna on. hear that, man. They don't want to hear about cobblade. Come on, we already <laughs> heard about that. Why don't we let Brian Kibler talk about cobblade since he knows what's up, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: I just remembered what I wanted to say when I was zoning out about sort of body of Mind. uh when you mentioned uh, Ranger of Eos John about like um certain decks uh needing that uh aggro decks needing that to, to refill the board and uh Paul how man Ritzel <laughs> Ritzel yeah I Ritzel don't know. um said that uh Hero of the Oxid Ridge, Oxid was, Ridge. was his Ranger of uh, Eos and when I was watching the finals, I felt as I, I think he had Stark at four or or lower than that, and that's all he needed to rip to uh, yep. take a match. And I felt, wow, you know, this this card is insane. And uh, he played yeah. two copies, and I wondered if I would play four in in an aggro deck. It seems really really good, <laughs> especially against Caltblade.
3: Boros's but, yeah. curve is so low that <clears throat> four might be too many in Boros, but right uh, in like a red green or something or Something where you can ramp it, maybe, but then it's or
0: not as good as your favorite card.
3: <laughs> no, it, it, it's still not a vengevine, but right. it's a damn good card.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I really like Hero of Oxen Ridge. I actually, I've been mentioning that since since day one. You know, like Battle Cry with haste is really good, and like if you have no dudes, yeah. it's still like a pseudo unblockable four two. With haste for four mana, yeah. so, so like, Ugh, I solid. don't see how you can lose with it, lose in that like transaction for mana, four two with haste, slight un- evasion, you know, like.
3: I think any, good. haste cards are so much better than they appear at first. Haste <laughs> is just like one of the best ability haste ever. <laughs>
2: that was a great break we just took there i don't know where
3: it cut out but i was all i was saying was that a, a four i think a four power for um for four with haste is going to be good no matter what and especially with upsides like haste is the best ability in an aggro deck
1: no 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 no. you said haste is the best ability ever yeah what no
3: i didn't yeah, this of
1: shit.
2: here's your <laughs> rewind opportunity
3: yeah there you go i Unless it cut out at that point or something. I did not say that. I said ever. I said, said, ever. It. I I said it.
0: ever, so I might have mixed with um, me. John might have heard uh, my voice. Uh, <laughs> uh,
3: no, I said in an aggro deck, I think haste is probably the best ability.
2: It's funny, so, Jesse, because some of your favorite creatures have haste, like Vengevine and Caldotha Phoenix. And I'm coincidentally, blubber. they all have four in the front.
1: so wait let me get this straight wait because i'm i'm still new to this whole playing professionally thing or like trying to improve my game so you're saying if you have an aggro deck which is a deck with creatures right right okay so one of the best abilities you can have is creatures that attack when you play them (laughs) as opposed to like creatures that that don't attack when you play them
3: that's correct (laughs) I don't okay. understand the disconnect where the where the let's rape Jesse now is coming from. <laughs> I just,
1: you know, I just wanted to clarify the point because I, I wasn't <laughs> sure that when you're running an aggro deck with creatures, that you might want them to swing on the turn you play them.
3: So you're <laughs> disagreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: right. it's t- pointless to say that because it's obvious.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, to some it might not be. <laughs> so like the best
1: cards in control decks, guys are <laughs> cards that counter spells or that um deplete your your <laughs> opponent's resources?
2: Is isn't it the ones that kill the creatures? On uh, mass?
1: Yeah, you yeah, mass removal could be good in control decks. <laughs> Things that, you know, further your,
0: you know, your strategy, let's just say. I wonder how <laughs> this type of podcast would uh, come across. Like if we did an episode with all obvious analysis, <laughs> 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 oh, oh man! But uh, oh, back to the <laughs> card we we're talking about. If you listen to a few episodes ago, um, Jay trashed that card. I think saying it had great art, but uh, and I think all, all each of us four weren't really excited about the hero. Uh, if you go back, it's probably the one card. That we probably skipped over and misevaluated the most. Uh, yeah. To be fair. Even I though we're all.
2: I don't think we've misevaluated.
0: Wait, yet. wait. What are you saying? We? Hey,
1: dude. I didn't include you. <laughs> so I'm not we now? All right. I see how it is.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You'd like to be included in this broad generalization in which KYT assumes we're all wrong?
1: <laughs> the thing oh, about Jay, we were though. Doing the thing you about Jay. Even though it's not polite to talk smack about Jay because he's not here. But the thing about Jay is that he's only
0: a limited champion, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what were you gonna say?
2: Well, I'm not so sure that we've missed that we've all misevaluated it. Like, okay. I'm I'm still not convinced that it's as True. epically amazing. You know, okay, as, right, right, right. I'll like, you- sorry guys, like it's still two in the ass. Like, it's not that big of a deal, you know. I it it doesn't have the capacity to really trade profitably with anything.
1: Wait, yeah, wait, 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 okay, two in the ass.
2: Yeah, two why in is the that, ass. Why is I, said, that relevant? I said two in because it's little. It, like, it fucking, like, it trades with a Goblin Guide, for Christ's sakes, it's ridiculous. Like, it, it trades with the, Who's blocking
1: with their Goblin Guides?
2: My, uh, <laughs> Goblin Guide was the first 2-2 that came into my, came, came to mind. Like, you know what? Because no, it's, know what like, what one of the
1: few two twos that's actually played
2: trades with Lotus Cobra if you really need to. But like my, you know, vampires or uh, what if it's not a real deck? I get Dude, it. Thanks. Nina. They're... shout out. But the, the point is is that like it's just little. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's not. No, no, no. Uh, this, this
1: is the point I'm trying to make is why is that, why is that relevant? Let's talk about
2: it. Dies to Pyroclasm.
1: Okay, that's relevant. Okay. But let's look at it this way, though. Sure. So would you like it to have one more toughness?
2: No, I'd like it to have two more toughness.
1: Okay, so you want a four-four with haste
2: in red. <laughs> listen, right? That gives all your listen. dudes battle
1: cry and has yeah. pseudo. Has pseudo uh...
2: Yes, yes. Yes. It's of course, that would be dude, good, dude. It's a mythic. It should be. I agree. No, it it's it, honestly, I, I... it's a mythic. If it were no, yeah. mythic, it, with... it it could very. Hold on, I'm almost done. Then you can have it. It could very <laughs> easily have been printed at rare, exactly the way it is today, and it would have been fine. How did this
1: turn into, like, from a discussion about its playability, its validity, into, like, its mythicness?
2: You asked me what I wanted out of the dude. I told you what I wanted, and you're like, so you want all of this? I'm like, yes, I do. It's a mythic rare, and I I expect it to be that powerful.
1: Yeah, and it should cantrip, too, right?
2: No, (laughs) it's red. (laughs) Now Now you're being ridiculous. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, when I first looked at it I thought it was a rare it wasn't until like two days after I saw it that I even learned it was a mythic but yeah. the art is so epic I love the art on it
2: well, like, I R don't, R don't it. disagree with you the art is good I imagine it's probably pretty sweet in foil but still I, I'm, I mean there's going to be a deck that's going to make that card fucking bonkers there's no question I mean all cards can be good in the perfect situation right but I just don't believe that it's as it's worth all of the hype that it seems to be potentially generated, Dude, like, it's, or th- or more. First of, of all,
1: it's not getting the hype. Like that's the whole thing we're we talking just, about we here. We
2: just spent like okay, well, okay. I'm not okay. Kyt went out went out on the limb and said, you know, I I, I think the card is better than than we gave. It well, all we completely
0: the... overlooked it. We said pretty art next card, like right away. We didn't even mention that okay. it was maybe playable, as far as I remember. So, so okay. that's why I, I just brought that up because I think we were, I don't know, pretty much okay on the other cards, but this one sticks out in my mind for some reason. So as, Jess-
2: uh... Jesse made us a, a pretty sweet aggro list, and I think, Jesse, it's worthwhile talking about, because it's, it's pretty legit. It is. I, I, I got my hands on it, I toyed I to- I with the mana base a little to smooth it out, and the first thing I did was cut the fucking Hero of Oxidridge, because the card was <laughs> fucking shit. Like, I'd rather have, honestly, I'd rather have Vengevine, like, 95% of the time.
3: Yeah, in a, in a deck with Vengevine, I do think, uh, I mean, Vengevine's going to be better than it.
0: It's better than, like, almost any, I can't think of, against almost any, in, in every deck, you would want Vengevine 100% almost.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Well, so, wait
1: a second, wait a second. Oh, no. Would, would you really want Vengevine in any other deck?
2: Oh, my God. Fuck, <laughs> like, what are, you, <laughs> the, what are you, the literal police today?
1: Well, come on, that's what you're saying, right?
2: Okay, so it was inferred, and I understand that it's probably like got missed, but it was inferred that the statement was in any other deck that you would normally have these two cards as a choice. So, inf- inference there was aggro. No, then I mean you would want a Vengevine over the Oxid Ridge.
1: No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Okay, when you look at the Cadalta Red deck, okay, do do you want a Vengevine in there?
2: Fuck <laughs> off! It's red. Okay. it's a mono they, red not deck. Not any
1: other. Not any other aggro deck, then, right?
2: Yeah, but I'm not sure I'd like that card in that deck. Either. Dude,
1: even even if it was even if it was green, if, if it was Kadatha green, and it had the same cards, <laughs> but they were green, <laughs> you still wouldn't want a Vengevine. Because let me explain to you, okay? You're using. Uh, Kadatha, Sacrifice My Artifact, whatever it is, to make dudes. You're not playing and orna, that And Ornithopters
2: dudes. and Memnites, which are free, which allows you rebuys on your Vengevine. I still don't <laughs> see what the problem is here, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> this I'm like, so I, I could, could play the can... Vengevine in the mono-red deck. You're right, I could. I'm sorry. What?
1: Okay, so how are you getting your Vengevines in the yard, then?
0: They're sweeping them for us. You don't okay. even <laughs> need to okay. get okay. them okay. I, into the I, yard. I, I, You're gonna Mox wait.
2: Opal. Mox just... Opal is how i have
1: <laughs> okay, so you're gonna wait to play your dudes until turn three when you can drop a vengevine Holy then man. that vengevine is gonna get killed and then you're gonna be like oh mem- memnites and ornithopters gotcha <laughs>
4: <laughs> come
1: on dude the reason why the deck is good is because you play all that crap before turn three and then you play your hero of oxen ridge and you smash face
2: i'd still just rather have Contest of warzone
1: you can have them both.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but you're not going to get your activation with the with the uh, contested war zone at the same time. You're going to get the Oxid Ridge on the turn 4 It's coming down, especially on the curve. So I'd still rather just have the land.
1: Dude, Sorry. if you're still in this game on turn 4, <laughs> you're going to need that Oxid Ridge <laughs> to pull you through, dude. Anyways... <laughs> I love how I make like all these valid points, and then no, no, just, like, no, cannabis. they're not.
2: They're not. It's just that you know, you really you, you take everything to the point of it. it. Just needs to be so precise and so literal. But I mean, it's it. It's not. Uh, it's, okay, it's, I
1: guess we could just all be lazy with the way we talk and just say whatever <laughs> we want to say. And just,
2: like, <laughs> who invited this? Guy? Who invited this guy on the cast? Oh shit, <laughs> me.
0: Bringing down the A team. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. But I'm on your side, John. I love this card. Uh, Yeah. Big fan, big fan.
1: See, KYT's on my side, dude. This is like... You know what this reminds me of, Scott? This reminds me of the... um,
0: From the Vaults.
1: The From the Vaults. Remember we had that (laughs) dip Oh, yeah. That was classic. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing we're missing is, like, KYT saying pure gold, like, over and over
0: again in the chat.
2: (laughs) Well, he said it a couple times. Oh, did he? Yeah.
0: And then... Say Venser was gonna be a fifteen dollar card. <laughs> what is Venser at right now?
3: 12. What is he at?
1: Oh, let's see, man. I, you know, I still think Venser's really good. Oh,
2: so this this, bunch. this just in. We actually have uh, we have our our Paris oh our Paris correspondent prepared to join us on our on our cast. Are we uh, are we ready to take his feed?
0: The man I call the sexiest commentator. <laughs> no homo. No homo. <laughs> yes, I'll laugh. So full uh so on homo.
2: It's full on homo. So here we've got uh we've got our, our Pro Tour Paris correspondent freshly back from his his uh time abroad. I'd like everyone to take their uh take this moment to welcome Joey Pasco to the uh ATB. Welcome,
1: podcast. welcome.
0: What's up, Joey? <laughs> oh and he's dropped he's too sexy for us he just said step you guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's too sexy for this podcast <laughs> he, he went to walk his little tush on the catwalk <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anything oh, oh yeah jesse wanted to talk about the coverage but before that john i want to ask you why wasn't the match between you and jerry covered I wanted to watch that. What what other game was covered? I wasn't home, though, so... But I, I think it
1: recorded... You know, I agree. I agree with that. Like, I think that one of the things... Like, I don't know. I think they should have covered it because people want to watch it, you know? Yeah. Like, Plus, what? I could reign victorious on camera. Come on. <laughs> that would have been awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's two of their boys battling out. I mean... It's because we were x in one.
5: Yeah. All right. It, it should be better. Oh, hey, guys. Can you hear me? Are we good? Yeah. Now we're go. good. Great. <laughs> now we're in I was... business. All right. So so what do we got here? Scott, Jesse, KYT, Medina. Who else? Anybody else here?
2: That's it. That's it. All right. Fantastic.
1: That's all you need, man. That's all you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, Joey, uh, so you,
2: you, you spent your, your fantastic romantic magic weekend away with the wife. You, uh, we were all commenting earlier about how you proved to the world once again how uncanny of a photographer you are.
5: Wow, thank thank you very much. I appreciate that. Oh, just just a real quick correction. She's just my girlfriend. I know I've been with her for fifteen years, so I guess it's fair enough to, to say white, but we're not actually married. You know, just just
1: <laughs> Well, thanks for the clarification, Joey. I'm,
5: know, sure, I, I, I'm sure
2: I, she'll I, appreciate it.
3: Right. We won't go into that. He's Doesn't like, she listen to the A team though? <laughs>
1: He's like, nah, dude, that's not my wife. That's just some chick I roll with.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you guys liked the the pictures. I um, you know, I, I took it was it was awesome to actually be there and be like, you know, right there, table side next to the Player of the Year playoff, and uh, yeah, I mean, cool. it was kind of kind of unbelievable.
1: I think, I think liked is like an understatement for those pictures. They're like totally awesome.
5: Yeah, thank you, thank you. Like, I, I, <laughs> we were, you know, we were just a lot.
2: We were just about to start talking about uh, how awesome the uh, Wizards coverage was, <laughs> um, and, of the event, you know, and and thought that uh, that it, it was. It, we think you should get a job at Wizards as like the pro tour photographer.
5: That, that would be awesome, I would love yeah. that,
2: <laughs> yeah and uh, and they'd fly out to events and stuff, but why don't you tell us like uh, we'd really love to hear what it was like to be you know on the rail at the Player of the year matchup in Paris like tell us about your experience
5: um i mean it it was it was just uh, let me see i I went in um I, I because like you said, you know, I was there with my girlfriend, so I was uh kind of trying to do the balance thing between magic and trip with the girlfriend which is what i had practiced last year with the magic cruise so it was kind of the same thing (laughs) but uh but this time i kind of didn't feel very comfortable kind of like leaving her alone in paris i mean she didn't really feel comfortable just kind of being by herself in paris either so
2: dude dude Brian Kibler was in Paris, man. I don't blame you for not wanting to leave her alone.
5: Exactly. I mean, luckily, <laughs> I, I had my eye on him most of the time when when she wasn't around me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I would have my eye on him, too. He's a pretty good-looking guy, man. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, no, but seriously, while we're standing there in between games, no, in between games at the Player of the Year uh, thing, I think one of Guillaume Matignon's uh, cousins or something must have said something like. Because there was a, a moment where, uh, where they said something like uh, "Kibler's got a fan," like, <laughs> so, like I don't know, right there in between games of the Player of the Year match, uh, I, I think he was getting um, getting some, some love. I think from uh, from one of the <laughs> French ladies that you, were you, uh, in it.
2: You heard it here first. Brian Kibler got eye fucked
5: during the Player of the Year match. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's so bad <laughs> oh,
5: man. but but yeah um it was it was cool um pretty much just went in and and grabbed a, a press badge and ran into evan right away and he was like you know this will let you get you know pretty much anywhere you want i'm like this feels so awkward to be able to like just walk past these ropes that i'm so used to kind of thinking are are limits right and, and so <laughs> you know but I was like, oh, I'll just—I'm gonna step back there, and I have this badge, so it's not like I'm allowed. It's, I mean, I'm telling you, I—I I was like, this just feels so awkward, you know. So, but that, that, that was so did you get a press badge while you were there? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I had the press badge. So, so uh, did
1: your girlfriend get a press badge?
5: No, no, she actually barely came into the uh, into the venue. Like, she came in and kind of sat in the little like cafe area for. For like a little while the, the first day and then the the next time uh oh, during the player of the year match she was just sitting in like a park nearby reading so
1: oh, you with, know. with kibler
5: no
2: <laughs>
5: no you see joey,
2: joey took kibler pictures there, you know. yeah joey took pictures of kibler at the match just to make sure that
5: he was still there
1: yeah but That's was right. kibler was kibler's ego there though that I don't. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't know, huh? He's got. There's two of them, man. There's two of them. And guys. there's
5: two Medinas too now. So.
1: Uh. <laughs> so, oh,
5: Medina, you created that other Twitter account, didn't you?
1: Uh, no. Just if I would have created that other Twitter account, it would have been more awesome. Well, I mean, it would it would have
5: yeah. tweeted more often,
2: right?
1: Yeah, it would have tweeted like way more often. This thing had said like four things, and like <laughs> two of them were funny. Okay, the other two were kind of <laughs> like. Eh.
5: Yeah, it's uh it's tough to have an alter ego like uh those those fake Twitter accounts because you know you gotta almost always be witty. You can't just be like, hey, having breakfast, you know like <laughs> <normal dinner. laughs> That is actually kinda of funny. <laughs> yeah. it's Engulf,
2: really... engulfing slagworm, having breakfast. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that one will work.
1: It's right? really cool that somebody actually like but, took the time yeah. to uh it's really cool that, that someone actually took the time to make one of those, you know? Uh, so I think, I think I've finally like reached <laughs> MTG stardom. People are like trolling me with my ego. And, uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Definitely.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Joey you, over you there, how- made it. what's that? Sorry, go ahead. I
5: just said, John, you finally made it.
3: That's awesome. Oh yeah.
5: <laughs>
3: finally got there. <laughs>
1: It was all these appearances. Uh, in the <laughs> so, exactly.
3: so I am, yeah. So I am curious, how many actual um, people working for Wizards help with the coverage? Is there like one person or half a person, maybe? <laughs> half a person. <percent. laughs>
5: well, I were, mean, do they hire a ten-year-old kid to do this or what? <laughs> no, like. I mean, I'm not sure about how things work on the like article write-up kind of things. They've they've got they've got a guy sitting there right who you actually can see in some of my pictures um, right next yeah. to the table typing up kind of a match report, and then they've got um, another guy that was standing there with an iPad. And yeah, uh, you know, I wasn't formally introduced to any of these guys, so I don't know their names. And I mean, I'm not so I couldn't tell you who they were. Uh, although I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if like. If I found out their names, I'd go, oh, yeah, I recognize that name, but didn't know who that was. So anyway, um, so one guy was standing there with an iPad with Twitter open um, and then uh, the guy doing the match report. And then there was a photographer um, who I was trying to make sure I stayed out of the way of because, you know, he was actually the official, you know, Wizards guy. And uh,
1: for now, at least.
5: yeah, for now. Uh, <laughs> um, and then there was there was a guy who who had a, a a videographer there, and he um he was shooting the the match, you know, on video, which you guys kind of saw if you look at the uh, the video recap. Um, and then, of course, there was the GG's live camera that was broadcasting the match live.
1: Yeah, I think the coverage for the Player of the Year uh, game or. or- match rather was was good but like the other coverage was very slow coming
3: yeah yeah the, yeah i have so much to say there they really need to up their game star city games it's ha- hard
5: yeah
3: <laughs> I, I mean I, I, go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna say star city games like has actually set the bar ahead of wizards which is mind boggling. Like the biggest <laughs> events of magic which happen four times a year. Is it even four? It's four, right? Roy, yeah, you're right. Three or four. It's four times a year. And we get to see what? Like two or three matches. So what is that? We get to see maybe ten matches a year on the pro tour level on camera. And then we get a little bit of write-up. And we and the thing the problem is like you got friends there and you can't even see what's happening until four (laughs) hours after the round and like these exponentially stack. So like it's Monday and you might get the, the round seven results. It's like the worst (laughs) man. Like I, like I appreciate that what they do do. And it's amazing. Like if I wish they had the BDM, uh, rich Hagen coverage throughout the entire weekend, there needs to be more videos, more live stuff. I don't, the funding, like obviously they haven't upped the prize pool. So I, I feel like they could just pump into the um, coverage and really make it special. But right now it's just mind boggling how lackluster it is. Star City Games. Has, has it going far more. I know what's happening during Star City Games from Twitter, like, instantly through the websites, through GGS Live, through just the chat windows from other people knowing and know, knowing people there. Like, it's so fast, and I just always know, like, kind of the metagame. Um, Pro Tour coverage, I just, I I almost, like, I just sit there refreshing the page, but I should only be doing it every five hours.
2: Listen, straight up, straight up, they shit the bed on it. Like there's no question, right? I mean, uh, granted, they don't have the full staff or whatever excuse you want to make. It's it's expensive to get over there. Like, come on, guys, really? Like, just do it properly. It's like John John said, like, to about those whole about those people running stores. Like, fucking do it right or <laughs> be ready to get scooped, right? Uh, Joey, you. Uh, I'm sure, you know, since you listen to our cast very regularly, be at a couple episodes <laughs> behind,
5: um, I... Uh, not usually that far behind. Usually, I, I, like, I'll listen within the week. It's just not the day it is usually released. Because it's not very regular, like, hey, it's on, on 60 cards. And then, like, the next day, hey, it's on Mana Deprived. And then, like, two days later, oh, it's on MTG cast. Well, so, you yeah. know, it's Joey. like... We,
1: Dude, I think he's, like, secretly bashing you we guys We don't right now. all
5: get the privilege of having, you know, this
2: conglomerate <laughs> sponsor our podcast and host it on a regular basis. No, so... I'm
5: not. I'm, not yeah. I'm, just, I'm just, I get it from MTGCast. So if, whatever it gets on MTGCast is usually. Yeah, that's,
2: that's also not our oh. problem. <laughs> Anyways, all right, all right it, Matt
1: K. All right, Hello. all right.
2: Listen, listen. All, all I want to, where I was headed was that. Um, Ruthless you know uh, we we gave you and uh, and gavin some mad credit uh for the work that you guys did out in san jose uh so you know i mean you you really kind of reset the bar i think in terms of you know the ggs live commentator commentary and and all of that stuff so it would be uh, i know you guys are doing the uh you and big head joe actually are doing dc right like the star city games event yeah, right. there when's that happening is that this weekend or next
5: it's it's next weekend like the 26th and 27th i want to say whatever you know not not tomorrow or or whatever you know two days from now but next week so
2: nice so It'll are be, you
5: uh,
2: are you excited like i mean what do yeah. you uh do you guys have any uh any people like who do you know that's coming
5: um, I think. Well, I think Evan's going to be there um, a- after talking to him at the uh, at the event. But I don't know beyond that. I'm not really sure. Um, I've heard that guy, the one guy that never talks on that Canadian podcast, um, he was <laughs> thinking about going.
1: <laughs> Dude, KYT, go yo, man! You better go, KYT.
5: KYT, I really would love to to see you there.
0: Uh, I know. I know.
5: Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's a little bit of a hike, I'm sure. So
0: can, can we get a commitment from KYT right now on the podcast live? No, no. Sorry, John. <laughs> Why not? I, there's like so many events I want to go to. This this is like the first year where I'm actually World. Wanting, World. To tra- wanting to travel. And, you know, there's GP Dallas. That I really want to go. And then there's, there's actually another uh, Star City Games event that Joey and Joe will do, which is uh, SCG Orlando. So I'm really trying to yep. map it all out and, and see which one so I want to go to. So what's the
1: problem with you coming, not coming to D.C.? What's going on there?
0: I'm not as baller as you do. I don't have enough uh, cash. Dude, baller. <laughs> I'm driving over there, dude. I'm
1: not flying on this oh, drive would take forever. Forever.
5: Oh, So, John, are you actually coming for sure?
1: Um, I'm 98%.
0: He said that's 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 awesome. <laughs>
5: He like, tweeted
0: ninety percent, like a few uh, hours. Uh, I'm Ninety-eight ago.
1: because I talked to some dudes and they're like, "Yeah, we're down to help drive." Because I'm gonna get off work on Friday at like five o'clock, and I'm gonna drive nine hours.
5: Wow, awesome!
1: And then like I'm gonna try to play standard in like the morning, which is not gonna be good. So what I want to do is have someone to at least drive like a couple of hours while I'm you know zoning or whatever. Nice. So yeah, so yeah, I'm probably gonna be there, dude, and it's gonna be cool to see you and uh, and the other guy.
0: <laughs> the other guy. Yeah, I feel so bad. The other, one. the other guy that's been asking me to be on this podcast, and now we have his partner on.
2: I, you know what? Podcast. I talk, I talked so to him bad. in the chat window while uh, while we were talking earlier. He's sick as a dog. Would have joined us tonight, except that he's absolutely dying, and he's just trying really hard to rest up and get better for his birthday weekend. Um and uh, and for the DC event, so he sends his uh, regards and says that uh, next time he's game for sure.
1: Wow! So the one time that Big Head Joe's gonna be on the cast, <laughs> he's too sick.
5: <laughs> uh, Sorry. That's, big, what, he, that's oh. what he gets for choosing uh, choosing to be the deaf token. So. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, those tokens are sick, by the way.
5: Thanks. Yeah, the, uh, the Josh or Inkwell Looter. You know, he's he's fantastic. Hey, how can yeah. I
1: get some of those? Is is it possible?
5: I will be bringing a chunk to uh, to DC, so uh, you can get them there. Um, other than that, we haven't decided how exactly we want to give them out because we we only have like a limited amount. They're a lot more expensive than the stickers were, so uh, we're kind of trying trying to not just like. Throw them every everywhere, you know. Everybody that that wants them to. Uh,
1: so I know. mean, giving some to me is just throwing them everywhere.
5: No, no, no. That, <laughs> giving them to you is fine. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not saying we're not giving them to any. I'm saying like we're giving them out. But I'm not like with the stickers, we like you know really just kind of give them out kind of willy nilly. And I don't want to do that as much with the tokens because uh, we just have to you know budgetary kind of things. They cost about three times as much as the stickers. So. Um, so
1: only a third of the people who got stickers are getting these tokens, guys. And I'm one of them. So <laughs> listeners, I'm probably going to get like three people's shares of tokens. Okay? So like a third minus three are getting these tokens.
5: <laughs> no, see, the thing, though, is the, the reason, it's not just, though well, the budget affected the number we ordered. So we have less. It's not really that. It's just that we're, we can't, can't give so many out so fast.
4: Oh,
1: at so it's time. like That's, Jace the Mind Sculptor in, like, World Wake.
5: Yeah, they're just a lower print run for the moment. Yeah,
1: so. lower print run. <laughs> yeah.
5: Joey, so, uh, uh,
0: I just want to quickly ask, you, did Joe go with you to Paris or he was no, at home? No, no. Okay.
5: He's afraid to fly.
0: Whoa. <laughs> That's why – is that why I see him less on the SDG no. live schedule? Like, is, you're only no, with no, him, like, I twice, or I think –
5: Actually, yeah, I'm with him three times. It's D.C., okay. Orlando, and one other one. But um, but no, it, it, he's willing to fly. He just doesn't. He prefers not to. And uh, you know, he's in his first one is D.C. and that's a
0: <laughs> robot driving distance. Ro- so uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, because it just uh, I just wanted to ask that because uh, he's sick and everyone who went from canada they went they came home from paris like totally sick apparently they caught like the Pro Tour fever
5: yeah it sounds like like all right i i was sick there the the last day on sunday like i got i had like a stomach bug or something but it only lasted wow. like a day so uh luckily that that was gone by the time you know within one day so that was fine my girlfriend was kind of sneezing the entire time we were there and uh but I don't know if she was actually sick or just having a, a bad reaction to all the cigarette smoke. Because I swear to God, Paris' national perfume is like Marlboro or something. So. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Hey, dude, Whatever. why don't you swear to someone you know better? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, hmm. I swear to uh, John Medina. Uh, yeah. I swear to the 18th. Asked. No, like, it's, it's ridiculous over there, the amount that they smoke, and they're not even allowed to smoke inside, and it's still terrible. Like, it, it's just kind wow. of unbearable. But anyway, that's another uh,
1: So you're, like, totally story. talking crap about Paris right now.
5: Not like, really, just about cigarette smoke. The, the whole yes.
1: city, like, you're just
0: like, Paris, you smell like cigarettes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this place smells worse than Buffalo.
0: <laughs> yeah. My friends were really, really sick though, apparently, so they're like, man, they can't go to work, they have this huge fever and another was like throwing up for two days or something. Scares the crap out of me, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> what so, about Matt what about Matt yeah. Marr? Was he sick?
3: <laughs> Is that Matt, why he can't be on the cast tonight? <laughs> no, no, Matt Matt needs to spend some time with his girl. He's going to GP Denver this uh in a few hours. Oh uh,
1: I love how Jesse knows his schedule like to the hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I was, that's that's funny I felt bad for Jesse that they didn't show like they didn't have the coverage so that Jesse couldn't hold his penis while watching him face Star <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: like, come on
5: <laughs> top uh, 8
0: against the eventual Pro Tour champion oh god that's
1: what he's so pissed about is Matt Mar was there and Wizards dropped close. So so, was <laughs> so
0: close and he had the 60 card shirt on too oh man I felt bad <laughs> I was Fuck.
1: just laughing the whole time.
3: <laughs> the coverage having the shirt on the cut mothership for one of the few articles that they had was pretty awesome. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's good. So, Joey, what was it like over there? Like, I, I mean, obviously we've all we've all been to our share of grand Prix, We've all been to you know the open events and so on and so forth. But. You know, what's it what's it like at the Pro Tour? Like is it is it a lot small? It's obviously a lot smaller in attendance than a Grand Prix. Like does it is it noticeably smaller or does it just feel like the same density just in a smaller in a smaller like room size?
5: Well, here's the thing. This is the second Pro Tour I've actually been to. The first one was Worlds in uh New York in 2007, and that was noticeably smaller than than this event. But Keep in mind, this event was also a Grand Prix, oh, so this great. one was this one was basically comparable to Grand Prix DC, which you were there. So, yeah. uh, it, it, they actually had to split it up into two rooms, which were kind of side by side. So it didn't seem terrible, but uh, they uh, they blasted the heat in that place. It was like, it, it, I mean, it was kind of cold outside, but it was like so many people and like they had the heat up so high, it was kind of a bad combination, you know, tons of magic players and, uh, and high temperatures, you know, not so good, but you know, (laughs) aside from that, uh, yeah, it was crowded. It was crowded. Definitely.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, did you, you know, did you see anything else that was really neat? Obviously we've, we've kind of got the decks that have leaked out, um, I mean, did you see anything else that uh, seemed to be a little bit new or or cutting edge? It kind of hasn't leaked all the way out yet.
5: Not really. Uh, I'm trying to think, it seems to me that uh, that all the really interesting stuff was tweeted by somebody. Um, I know, you know, the Kuldotha Forge Master, Kuldatha Forge Master, <laughs> if, if I can say that right. Uh, <laughs> you know, tech that uh, Martin Yusa, I believe, was playing and, uh, but. You know, you saw you saw Chapin take that Tezzeret build, and that that basically everybody was working on. Although I know he, uh, you know, that that was the build he ended up coming up with. But you know, it's the kind of most obvious way to play Tezzeret with Blue Black Control. Um, and you know, he took that all the way. Now I watched him play play test uh, against Boros. He was playing against Kyle Bogomus, but um, they were play testing the quarterfinals matchup, and it didn't look like a great match match matchup in my uh in my opinion I, i watched him play about four games and i think i think he won one of the four that i saw him play and then so the next day um when i saw through twitter because i hadn't gotten to the event site yet and then i didn't end up actually going because they shifted the whole schedule around and that's you know another issue but uh the uh when i saw through twitter that he had lost game one i was like i think that was his best you know, that was – he had a better game one than post-sideboard games. And Yeesh. he lost game one and then obviously lost 0-3, you know, to uh, to Rietzel. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it didn't look good for him. I mean, it, it just looked like he was getting – it was almost like he had just – he was always short, like, one answer. You know, it seemed like it was like, oh, I w- would have had you dead next turn. Or it was just, you know – it was like he was just on the precipice of being able to take over a game when he would lose. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So.
1: See, I think. I, don't I think that's that's what I was talking about earlier, uh, Joey. Earlier, we were talking about when the uh, when the Titans rotate out of standard.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That that Tesseract. Uh, who said Tesseract might be like insane when that happens?
2: I I said that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but see, this is what I'm talking about against Boros which is more like mid range now, they're putting more creatures on the board, so his impact isn't as devastating, you know what I mean? So we're going right. to see more decks like, like this, we're going to see more decks like Boros. I mean, did you see the blue-white list with the, it looked like a control deck, but it had like four Mirren Crusaders?
2: Yeah, yeah that was the, cool. uh, the, the, the straight-up blue-white aggro list, like that was like no day of judgment, it was crazy.
5: Yeah, I yeah. didn't see that list, but I, I think I heard about it a little bit.
2: It's on Flores's article on the mothership. He okay. actually lists all of the good top decks out of there. He had a really coincidentally, the top decks article this week contained all of the top decks from Pro Tour Paris. <laughs> but uh, it was a, it was actually good. It's a good resource for for all of the things that you're looking for. It yeah, was, I, it I read.
5: Legit. I read some of it. I read about half of it, but uh, I was at work and I got distracted doing work stuff. But he actually <laughs> mentioned about when when Jace. <laughs> Uh, when Jace it rotates rotates out of standard that Tezzeret uh could be the top <clears throat> sorry top planeswalker and i thought that was pretty interesting
2: yeah have you had the chance to uh to play around with any of these builds like have you obviously being a
5: no i'm uh i'm sorry
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, no go I, ahead
5: uh, yeah i i haven't actually had a chance to fool around with it at all i um i have the cards for it, and I'm going to kind of mess around with the list tonight uh, I'm not going to actually play with it, but I'm going to f- kind of figure out what I want to play uh, if I want to kind of be like I'll, I'll probably start with Chapin's build and then tweak it and then uh, I'm going to take that over Joe's this Saturday for his birthday party to uh, to play with yeah so well I'll I'll I, after this weekend
2: I got to tell you I've been jamming on I mentioned earlier I've been jamming on juice's list like a madman, and that thing is fucking scary. Yeah, dude, it, it Forge Master,
5: dude.
2: Honestly, I w- actually at my FNM I had a guy that uh, tried to play, uh, basically took most of Chapin's list and then shoehorned Forge Masters in there, and uh, it was pretty good. I mean, he did fine. Uh, I like the it. It almost feels like with Forge Master, it's totally a combo deck, which is really good, because yeah. I mean, w- you know, with an aggro and control combo is gonna be really good, especially since you've got three main deck ratchet
5: bumps. But, you know, hey. Yeah, see, that was a card that, you know, uh, Ratchet Bomb, I was surprised that Chapin didn't play more of. I I don't remember how many he played, but it really just seemed like when I was watching, he was, uh, it it seemed like he just had a whole lot of do-nothings. Like, I could add a bunch of mana to play another spell that, adds mana you know like you know he would he would draw prophetic prism and then play it and draw sphere of the suns and it's like great you can add a ton of mana but like you're not doing anything here like against a deck that's very aggressive and i mean i don't know i didn't get to see any of his uh games obviously they weren't really uh the ones he lost in the in the top eight weren't fully broadcast and um and and none of the other ones were either so i'm not really sure if that was what happened when he was playing in the top eight or during the tournament. But I, I guess I'm saying I don't know how he did so well in the tournament if against those kind of decks because it looked like a struggle to me. It looked like a really tough matchup.
2: You see, the thing about the, the, thing about the Tezzeret list, and especially the Tezzeret-based control list, is that they're so good against like Blue-Black. Like it demolishes Blue-Black because they really can't interact with Tezzeret at all. He's, he's right. just such a badass when he hits the table And I mean, if, if you can resolve him Against the traditional blue-white Like, you know, the, the, the Cob blade aside You know, if you can resolve him against traditional blue-white List, you just They can't beat him either, you just fucking win It's so good
1: <laughs> What happens again, Scott?
2: You fucking win Like, <laughs> you don't mess around You don't shit the bed You just fucking win, it's so good <laughs> Huh. I mean, yeah,
1: but what happened in the player of the year race though, right? Cuz wasn't that the matchup?
2: I believe that if you want to go back and check the rewind on that, I did say Cobblade decks aside you win <laughs> against the yeah. traditional blue white. Oh, okay. Yeah. But
1: that then the statement is irrelevant because blue white is cobblade right now.
2: Well, that's right now, but that's that wasn't
5: necessarily the entire room in Paris. Right.
1: Valid point.
5: <laughs> yeah speaking of uh of Cobble, basically the two guys that i have uh on you know for for content for the next episode of yo taps is uh is Kibbler talking about Cobble, and Chapin talking about the Tesseret build so uh you guys can look forward to that when uh when we actually get an episode out next week because i didn't have time to put anything together this week
1: dude so. Kibbler's on on your podcast but he can't come on uh a- you can't come on uh, the A team here, so
5: dude. Kib- so yes, right. Kibler got
2: back to me today. Can you believe this? So, so I asked him. We, you know, we were trolling him hard on Twitter, and he apparently is over at uh, Conley's house with Brad Nelson tonight. They're drafting, obviously, getting ready for GP Denver.
5: Ah, makes sense. I mean, Conley is like. Doesn't Conley live somewhere? Yeah, he lives. He Cal-
2: lives in Colorado.
0: Yeah, that's a bad thought. Yeah. So that's Joey. In Paris, did people do people in general recognize you when you're at events? Just a curious celebrity type question.
5: Uh, I had a couple people uh, come up to me and you know introduce themselves. Um, I talked for a little bit. What's that? Dan Barrett. No, it's strange. I knew he was there, and we just could (laughs) not seem to cross paths. It was like (laughs) you know I I, I wanted to. uh, I wanted to meet him and uh I just I just never actually found him. Apparently Kelly Reed was there, but I never saw what? him. Wow. So, he was staying with uh, him, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think they were yeah, I think they were staying together and he just uh apparently he must have been doing similar things as I was, which was hanging around outside of the event in Paris, you know, cuz like, hey, I'm in Paris. Yeah. I'd rather like I
1: We, He'd rather we just,
2: fade out like a robot. For, for the record, folks, AT and T is
1: I one just, hell of a like, carrier. <laughs> Dude, he's still talking.
0: That's funny. Nah, he doesn't know. That sucks. He has no idea. We can't hear you, Joey. Okay, I,
2: Joey, are you still with us? Mr.
0: We can't.
2: <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, that's
0: awesome.
2: So, our Paris correspondent, ladies and gentlemen, Joey Pasco.
0: <laughs> that's actually a question I wanted to ask you, too, John. Did you get, at, at Indy, did anybody ask for your signature or anything?
1: Um, at Indy, what was Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there were some people who asked for signatures, and, like, I've been asked for pictures before, and... There was actually this chick <laughs> who I almost signed some breast. Let me explain. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: Shit.
1: no, 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 seriously, dude, not an in indie, but it was at, um, it was at GP Nashville. And, um, <laughs> what's it called? I was, uh, I was kicking it, doing some trades and these dudes came over and they're like, Hey dude, we read all your articles. You're the stone blade. Can you sign our cards? Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I go to sign the cards and, uh, the girl standing there with them, I guess is like, one of their girlfriends or something, she was like, yeah, can you sign this? And she, like, starts to pull her shirt down. And I'm like, yeah, like, permanent marker. Need some, need some markers. Somebody hook it up, you know? And uh, one of her, I guess, one of the guys was, like, her boyfriend. They look over at her, like, what are you doing? And then she's like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I would have been so rock star. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I, i've signed uh signed cards and taken pictures and stuff i think it's it's pretty crazy though uh, yes.
2: <laughs> so
5: we got joey back, Welcome Sorry, back I, joey. I felt like doing the robot a little bit
1: I, are you still in paris because like this connection <laughs> really
5: <laughs> no dude i'm driving so i'm uh i'm driving through multiple kinds of connections <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah we i said i said during your absence there at&t is one hell of a carry
5: i actually heard that and then i got cut out <laughs>
2: <laughs> excellent <laughs> so so to to refresh kyt's question then uh you had a couple people come up to you and recognized you and
5: and yeah i talked to uh a guy i, I think his name is kenny um his dages on twitter like d-a-i-c-h-e-s I, i've I've talked to him on Twitter before, and uh, so I met him and talked to him for a bit, but Dan Barrett was uh, was uh, just there, apparently uh, he wasn't actually there. he just pretended to be. <laughs> <laughs> him, him and Kelly Reed.
0: Yeah, I so. didn't even know Kelly was there.
5: Yeah, not until you tweeted it. right. yeah. yeah. it was uh, I, I don't know how I figured it out, but I know he's on his world tour. But uh, apparently his world tour doesn't have very much internet access, so we don't know, you know, what's going on. At least not Twitter. He's not, he doesn't seem to be tweeting very much. (laughs) KYT's in the chat,
2: he goes... He goes, yeah, yeah. Just tweet and lie. I'm in Paris, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my couch in ripped-up jeans and a wife beater
5: stained with whiskey.
0: I'm in Paris, <laughs> bitches. <laughs>
5: That's awesome. Yeah, at least I have proof that I was there. You know, I've, i I'm in some of the coverage photos, and I have my own photo, uh, you know, photo coverage, I guess.
2: <laughs> so are you uh, are you going to post, uh, have you put all of those on Facebook on your UMTG Taps page, or are you going to put some on your I Want My MTG
5: page? Um, they're, they should both be in both places now. Yeah, like I put up a, uh, a slideshow on the I Want My MTG uh, page, and then I added them all to the Facebook page too. So um, you can see them in either place. Nice. <clears throat> and uh, see, so that was just the ones, obviously, that I took for the... The Magic Weekend, and of course, I I didn't include every single one because some are just not, you know, as interesting. You got to weed out the the crap and just show the ones that are kind of cool. So, but yeah, I have a ton of pictures from Paris itself, but none of it's Magic related except for uh... one store window that I happened to walk by and it had Magic cards in it, so I took took a picture.
2: Nice. So DC sounds like it's going to be quite the throwdown
5: then. Yeah, are you coming, Scott? No, not this time. <laughs>
2: But but it looks like, you know what, I was able to get the go-ahead from the wife to be at Worlds this year. Yay. Sweet. Awesome. So I will be at Worlds
5: one way or another. That's awesome. I will be there. I mean, at least that's the plan. Um, and I, by we, I mean myself and my <laughs> girlfriend. I assume Joe will somehow make it over there by bus. <laughs> <he'd be> <laughs> what
2: about you, John? you going to make it up for Worlds or what?
0: Where is that at? Sanfran. San Fran. Ooh, San come on, please, cool. man! All of us being there—that'd be so Seriously, sweet. Seriously, our oh, fucking man. like
2: our podcasters' dinner would be f- legend-dairy. Like it would be <laughs> Legend, so.
1: Wait for it.
2: Wait for <laughs> it.
1: Dairy. dairy.
5: I thought the had so stopped again. <laughs> what
1: happened? Um, it's in San Fran, huh? Yeah. Wow. In what, uh, what?
5: November, I think.
1: Oh wow.
5: what What? tell us yes (laughs) don't keep wowing
1: (laughs) i don't know like uh my wife and i when we went on our honeymoon um we went to um monterey which is like in that area so like maybe i can talk my wife into like going because i don't want to go to like san francisco without my wife when we can go to monterey you know
5: I mean that's pretty much the same thing I'm I'm doing. My girlfriend's like, yeah, I want to go to San Francisco. So I'm like, cool. Then that's, that 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 gives me a good reason to to go. You know, like she's cool with it because she's going to go with me. So
1: I can't. Yeah, wait. definitely. I yeah. mean, definitely not as cool as DC, but you know, pretty close.
2: <laughs> I, I understand it's actually warmer than DC.
1: Oh yeah. The,
5: yeah, it, it should be. <laughs> In theory.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually from originally from Southern California.
5: Really? Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. I forgot about.
1: It. Yeah, so I love California, man. I'm a big big California how, fan. How
2: far south?
1: Um like, like didn't, um not your
2: family come by way of gringo? Like we talked about this before, right?
1: We actually I can't give too much details. No. <laughs> Cuz
2: <Because> they'll send <laughs> me back. No.
1: No, uh, no, we're we're from like uh like the LA area, you know.
5: Nice from
1: like the OC or you know. No no no, not the OC. Come on, dude, I'm Mexican. What
5: are you thinking from the
1: OC? I was born in California.
3: <laughs> we're not surprised by that in the slightest.
1: <laughs> you what part of California were you born in?
3: Very very northern. No one will know.
1: Come it's on, Mount say Shasta
3: it. California. Which one? Mount Shasta California.
1: Yeah, no one knows, it, but that's that's like the uncool part of California.
3: Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's actually
2: funny because I had a, I had some people over. I had a 13-player EDH night. Actually, it was 14. Uh, 14 people playing EDH in my place on Tuesday night. It was, it was wow. unreal. Yeah, it was a lot. Like, fucking some local game stores are clamoring for 14 people to play at FNM. I had fucking that many people in my basement playing EDH. It was crazy.
1: Well, did you guys have, like, two pods? or?
2: We actually ran three tables. We had to run three tables of four. Or, uh, well, two tables of five, one table of four. It was insane. It was a lot of fun though. We we had a good time. But anyways, bottom line is, I was talking to somebody who had listened to the podcast a bunch, and and they didn't really know, you know, they they didn't see any of our faces or any of that stuff. And they were, they were mentioning, yeah, Smitty. Like, I didn't realize that he was from the states. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm listening to the cast, and all of a sudden it's just like, oh my god, he's a yeah, he's American. And I just <laughs> laughed. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's kind of got that. How do I put it politely? BC flavor, you know, like he belongs at West. Anyways, if you're Canadian, you'll get the joke. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and if
1: you're not Canadian, you won't get the joke. That's
2: fine. Right. That's fine. Right. That means you're not in the club.
1: Hey, I'm in the club, man. Whatever club it is, I'm in it.
2: You know what? You gotta, you, you gotta go to YouTube and you've gotta search up Mitch Hedberg, the club. Said. Oh, I know.
1: I know all about Hedberg, dude.
2: <laughs> Hedberg's awesome. Makes yeah,
1: he's good. He's
2: good. Anyways, listen, yeah. we've been, like, casting forever. Is there anything else that we want to talk about tonight, or do we just want to, like, run up shout-outs and then carry on blathering until we all need to go to bed?
1: Yeah, whatever you want to do, man. You're the
0: boss. <laughs> no. you, you are the boss.
2: Uh, uh,
5: what, <laughs> one thing I I'm we... looking forward to. I've got something. Yes. Yeah, go. Sure, sure. Uh, one thing I'm looking forward to about GP Denver this weekend is they're announcing the second half of the uh, the Star City Open For the year like the second half of the year schedule yeah so uh i'm excited about that because i'm you know i'm I'm theoretically going to be doing some more of those events and i'm not sure which ones yet because i don't even know what the dates are you know what the what the cities are yet but i'm excited about that
1: yeah that is kind of awesome actually
2: they need to do one of those in uh upstate new york somewhere so that uh we canadians can drive down
1: how far are you from upstate new york
2: I'm not far from upstate New York. I'm like two, I'm probably like a two and a half hour drive from Buffalo.
4: Really?
5: Yeah. Hmm. Where, which yeah. city are you in, Scott? Like, where are you? Well, I, I'm pretty much Toronto. Okay. Like, I'm
2: I, I'm, I, I'm like maybe 40 minutes north of the city.
5: Yeah, I drove up to Quebec last year and, and, uh, and you know, I, I'm assuming that's, well, that's quite a bit past Toronto, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, Quebec feels like it's another whole millennia past Montreal. Like I I have to say out of all the drives that I've made in my lifetime, which is quite a few, I'm in sales. Um, it, fucking the drive from Montreal to Quebec is probably the most boring drive I've ever made in my <laughs> entire life. It feels <laughs> like it's like it's like driving through the prairies if any of you have ever done have ever done that, it's the same thing. It's just like the same flat horizon for what feels like eight hours, that's really only an hour or two hours, and it feels like it's eight. It's insane.
1: Right. Really? What? No, yeah. Co- I'll Quebec. Agree with that. Like, I think I've been to Quebec. Like, <laughs> where is Perth? Is Perth in Quebec? No. 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 <laughs> is Montreal in Quebec? Yes. Okay, so then I've been to uh, Quebec. I,
2: yes, but we're talking about Quebec so. City. We're talking about the drive from Montreal to Quebec City. Quebec is Quebec is a province which is right. sort of like a state, but it's really yeah, fucking big, yeah. you know. Oh, and, okay. And then uh, there's Quebec City, which is the capital of Quebec.
0: I live far from Quebec City. <laughs> I live close to Montreal.
2: Yeah, so, uh, but no, I, I agree, Joey. It's going to be pretty sweet to see what they roll out with. I am I'm I would be pretty excited to see something come up that's drivable, for sure, for me personally. Yeah, I yeah, would love to do one of those next...
1: Ohio.
5: Do you, do you have an- sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Joey. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I was just saying that uh, I, I would, I would love to do one of the events if they were to have one up near Canada, so that Scott could be there.
2: I, I would love uh, to hey, do booth, Ian. man. I would love to sit and do booth with you for a while. That'd be so good. I'd be like far better than Adam Proszek.
1: <laughs> hey, so are, am I going to get in on this booth action? Like, uh...
2: I'm ninety eight percent sure.
1: Ninety-eight percent sure. Nine? What does
5: that mean? the The other two percent is whether or not you show up.
1: Oh, <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> so if I go, I'm I'm totally gonna be a booth whore. That's awesome.
2: It's good, yeah. John, because like after you scrub out in three rounds, you'll be okay. You'll have something to do.
1: Yeah, great. Or maybe I'll just be winning that whole damn thing. Who knows? <laughs> With
2: corrupted, corrupted would
1: conscience? <laughs> Corrupted, content. you know it's funny cuz like regular like people someone said something on twitter oh john medina is not a builder he's trades and sells cards or whatever but it's like who's this guy he's not a builder either you know like <laughs> he's just some random magic like i i'm i'm just as good as the normal random magic player you know it's like I'm not, like, handicapped because I trade. Come on.
5: <laughs> John, like, like, that's how I met you, was, like, you building stuff on your on your blog. Like, you would talk about builds you had, and, like, that's... I think that was the first time I mentioned you on, like, episode two of Yo! MTG Taps. Like, we... Uh, I was talking about one of your decks that you built. So, you know... Yeah, and I think I one think of my would...
1: friends... Like, one of my friends called me right after that episode. Episode two, maybe. And he was, like... Yeah dude, you were on a podcast and I was like, no, I wasn't. And he's like, no man, they're talking about you on a podcast. And I'm like, which podcast? And then that that's when I started listening to you guys like episode two.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, dude, if yeah. these guys are going to say my name, I'm totally listening to him.
5: <laughs> well, no, I knew you from Twitter. That was, you know, like that's where I, I, I don't know like how I started talking to you on Twitter, but that's where I got your like links to your blog. And, uh, yeah, yeah, well, I, we were I definitely
1: we were definitely talking on Twitter, but I hadn't actually listened.
5: Right. Until well, like, for that whole first episode. <laughs> yeah, that whole
4: episode.
1: <laughs> I, I went back and listened to the first episode though.
5: Oh, it's funny. It's pretty bad.
1: <laughs> no, it was good. It's how you and Joe like you and Joe talked about how you started in Magic, right? Yeah. And how how you guys met and like and like how like you guys used to play in high school or whatever, or like I don't yeah. know, it was some kind of like there was some kind of schooling going on and like your friends and like, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. I
4: enjoyed it.
5: Yeah. It was a very, it was like our history episode and we said, we'll, it'll, we'll continue this in another time, you know, in another never episode. Did. And we never did. Yeah. yeah. We're
2: still, we're still waiting for the secret episode. Like, where is it?
5: Yeah. We'll have to record that at some point. Our plan was actually to release it on the, like the, the anniversary, like one year later yeah. and we just never recorded it. So
2: yeah. it B, B- sides and rarities, right? right yeah okay so shout outs
3: shout outs perhaps
2: shout outs you can I'm tell it you can first. tell jesse's playing moto because he got quiet yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not making inane like statements about the metagame <laughs> and cards <laughs> he's busy like losing with his decks
3: <laughs> no dude this allies deck is wrecking face so oh, good
1: man Allies. Are you you're running that one card right? Uh lead the stampede?
3: Yeah. How many? It's really good. Four. It with thirty two creatures.
1: Four lead the stampede. Are you running Manlands?
3: Uh two raging ravines I'm trying out.
1: Dude, you shouldn't run those because of all the sweepers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> You'll get that one later, Joey. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alright, shout outs. Go, Medina.
1: Dude, me first? Come on, man. I got to think about this stuff.
2: Oh,
3: fuck.
2: <laughs> all right.
3: Jesse, K-Y-T. Jesse, always. Oh, Jesse. always first. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I'll go first it. if you guys are
5: that afraid to jump in the damn pool. <laughs> yeah, go for it. rocket, it, brother. Uh, all
1: right. Uh, I in the pool, by like, the way.
5: All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that blue ring is around you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, girlfriend plug girlfriend Girlfriend i I gotta i gotta say you know shout out to my girlfriend who's awesome enough to suggest uh, to the the paris thing instead of the cruise and to come along with me and to be cool enough to come with me to uh san francisco later you know in the year for world so shout out to her shout out to my co-host big head joe uh who obviously is sick and i didn't even know that so you know kind of uh glad that Scott filled me in cuz i was kind of curious too listen i I've, uh, I've
2: i've always been the like underdog third member of your podcast it's never going to change. absolutely
5: <laughs> you you and john actually you guys have been like you, i guess you guys are are both the third member uh, are <laughs> we're, we're, mem- we're the was... b, we're the b team for the taps guys i think i'm yeah.
1: officially the third member because you're already on another podcast scott so you can't really be the member of two podcasts, okay?
3: Scotty was <laughs> there, born I, on Tabs. What's that? <laughs> you came from Tabs. I did. I, I,
2: I credit, I credit my, uh, my participation in this podcast to, uh, to my involvement with uh, Joey and Joe, without question.
3: Yeah, I considered you a star, and so I was like, hell yeah, I want you to be a part of my website. <laughs> <laughs> I should write more. Yeah, me too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joey. Keep going, man.
5: No problem. Uh, last shout out is uh, Willie G, my prez, because, you know, he's an awesome guy for both of our podcasts. He, he's he's a good uh, good guy, good listener that likes to uh, give us good feedback, and I, I appreciate that.
2: Norn.
0: Norn. The maniac blogger.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Such a heavy blogger. <laughs> How does he have time for this? And he still
1: doesn't capitalize. On Man, out. it drives me nuts. <laughs>
5: <laughs> one more. I, w- I wanted to. I wanted to shout out to Evan Irwin too because he he was an awesome guy to hang around with when I was in Paris, and uh, you know he's just an awesome guy in general. And I I know he's pretty sick, so hopefully he's uh, feeling better.
2: Yeah, feel better, Evan. Good one. <laughs> nice. Kyt.
0: Oh no. Oh yeah jesse <laughs> please
3: yeah i'll give a shout out to uh joey matt no i'll pass <laughs> i'll pass on mar this time although actually no matt Mar plug because uh i want him to do well in gp denver
5: so oh <laughs> i'll give a shout out to it joey for, your- for what I was gonna say it might be your plugs that make him do poorly,
3: maybe. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. He got twentieth at Worlds and twenty second yeah. in Paris. He's rolling. Yeah. Good good. Um, no, but I'll give uh, props to you for upping the coverage, dude. I think uh, you you got you leveled it out for like all these companies to really kind of up their game, and uh, I'm looking forward to the improvement. So thanks to you. Uh, I'll pass thanks. over to Dina um and then uh give a shout out to kyt and scotty <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> i'll give a shout out to medina man you've been a thorn in my ass for a while but i love you yes homo.
2: <laughs> yes homo he says, good.
1: dude it's only because i want to see you succeed you know <laughs> and, uh, i'm not gonna let you get by with this half-assed stuff you're like trying to tote with like all these decks and whatever if you actually come up with something, I'll give you props. <laughs> all
3: right. Sounds like a deal. That's all I got.
2: All right. So KYT keeps uh, passing the buck. So, John, feel free, man. Take it away.
1: All right. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to all, all the Twitter followers out there. I'm really uh, <laughs> oh, no. really excited about, uh, about reaching that goal. And uh, I think it's <laughs> awesome to have, like, Just like the immediate response of Twitter, you know, whenever you want to say something or know something or, you know, people are so quick to just respond. Like either they call you idiot or like whatever, but it's still awesome because it's like immediate feedback. So shout out to those guys. Shout out to Star City Games for being a legit retailer (laughs) of uh, magical cards. Um, Shout out to uh, Matt K for making it right (laughs) with KYT, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That guy did the right thing, and uh, I'm really happy to see that. Um, you know, and uh, shout out to I'm I just want to give everyone a shout out, man. I got nothing but love for the whole magic community. Shout out to Jesse, yeah, rock (laughs) out, dude. I'm hard on you, but I love you, man. Yeah, much love.
2: So much homo on this cast. They're, the gonna homo edit, podcast.
1: Like, they're gonna edit. They're gonna edit, make out sounds and stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Kyt, where
0: okay, you want I'll to clean it. up? Okay, shoutouts to obviously my wonderful co host Jesse Scott, and, and and Jay, even though he's not here. Thanks to Medina yeah. for filling in, and he has made our any episode that he's been on, you know, amazing and great. We get great response and hopefully we don't get to the point where people don't go Medina again. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I'm here to stay bitches. So don't no even <laughs> try it. <laughs> Shout to Joey. I'm just shouting out to people who are actually on this cast right now. Cause, uh, that's how tired I am. And I can't think of anybody else, but Joey, I wanted to quickly ask, are you going to be at any other event? Like, event that you're not uh SCG event that you're not going to be a commentator for.
5: Um, I'm not sure. I haven't okay. really th- thought about it because I have, you know, five events that I am of a five of, I guess of 11, I think, or I can't remember. Oh no, there were, I think there were 15. So I guess it's like a third of the events, but, um, yeah, I, I just haven't decided.
0: Okay. I don't need to shout out Durfington, but cause Scott's going to do it every episode. So no, I'm
2: good. No, I'm good. Take
0: care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> amazing uh he just sent me his comic uh right now that i'm gonna post soon and it, it's it's great uh, shout out to all my twitter followers as well and uh i was gonna talk to this about medina but we'll do this real quick and while i was tweeting about my followers some i think bought twitter tweeted me this link and i clicked it and it, it gives you options of how much money you could pay to buy followers <laughs> and i asked john if that's how he became so famous <laughs>
4: <laughs> the
1: secret
2: is
0: out
4: <laughs>
1: Oh, man. You didn't give that link out to anyone, did you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's pretty crazy. A thousand followers for $37. So, if you want to (laughs) look like you're famous, you know, you can pay your way to fame, I guess.
1: So, if you guys want to beat me, it's going to cost you. Wait, let me pull up a calculator here. For the low, low price of
0: one
2: Jace, you can mop the floor with Medina.
1: Dude, if you want (laughs) to beat me. Unless
2: Medina just
0: does it too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You guys Matt, gotta pay seventy four bucks if you want to beat me in Twitter followers.
0: It's nuts to have a five thousand followers option, like a hundred and eighty dollars, dude. I love how KYT like <laughs>
1: investigated
0: this whole thing.
1: <gasps> he like all the packages mapped out and stuff. I'm it's ready. i I'm, <laughs> I'm
0: ready to buy the like the most bang for my buck package or something. <laughs> oh, I didn't man. know these existed. Like. They're selling Facebook fans, too. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I would never get into this. But How do uh, they do that? How do they sell Facebook fans? I don't know. A thousand fake fans.
5: accounts. Yeah.
1: Do they have, like, a team of people who are, like, paid <laughs> to be on their staff
0: to go follow people?
2: It's probably all bots, man. Like, really? Yeah.
0: It's just targeted. Like, guaranteed, real and targeted Facebook fans. So I don't know what that means, but... Uh, I'm just going to pass it along to Scott now for shout-outs.
2: All right. Um, Okay, well, shout-outs to, obviously, Jay. First and foremost, shout-outs to Jay. Yeah. For, you know, like, he he was sitting in the airport today, and, you know, he wanted to cast so badly, but his fucking phone was dying, and he wasn't going to get home in time, and, you know, it sucks that we just, you know, went ahead without him, but I think we put down a pretty sick cast night. Um, But, Jay, you know, shout-out to you. We miss you. Uh thanks to uh John for stepping up and uh and filling in tonight on somewhat short notice. That's pretty awesome of you. Um always legit to have you on and uh we love the bumps that we get uh in the downloads for it. I expect that they'll get even higher with the addition of our pro tour Paris correspondent Joey Pasco of Joey <laughs> yeah. Jazz Fame. So uh thank you very very much for joining us Jesse uh, or Jesse Joey. I'm looking <laughs> at the fucking chat window and he's like anyways. So um <laughs>
5: So thanks for joining us, Joey. I I really do appreciate it. Um, Thank you guys for having me. I, I love, you know, love you guys. Yeah, sexiest Anytime. man,
2: sexiest man alive as uh, as KYT <laughs> likes to say in the podcasting community. I'm kind
5: of afraid of KYT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So we like we've like up the sexy quotient like by an insane amount, right? We've got we've got like Jonathan freaking Medina and we've got Joey Pasco. So Dude, crazy. if we could have
1: Kib- Kibler on here right now, this would be the trifecta for any like Magic Plane <laughs> woman yeah. or you know Homosexual Magic Plane <laughs> you, you
2: <laughs> On the podcast we could actually Like replace all of the Barry White Record sales you know anywhere Across the world if you wanted to get action you just put on The podcast because you just exactly. these guys talking <laughs> all over these
1: voices dude yeah, they make yeah. they make the pants drop.
2: That's <laughs> yeah, better 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 than purple drank and gin and juice, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, shout out. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned Kibler because I wanted to give him a shout out for being a legit dude and getting back to us about uh, you know potential attendance uh, on our podcast. So that's pretty sick. Um, hopefully, uh, he and the crew, uh, Conley and uh, and Brad, do well at uh, Grand Prix Denver. So that's good, but not as well as Matt Mar because bro of the show,
5: Kibbler will top eight. Actually, oh, I does. should think so. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> that's
2: what he does. Who are we talking about? Uh, shout out to Martin <laughs> Juza for a sick-ass fucking decklist that has made me an unhappy man for the last little bit. Um, and I guess the last one that I, I've got to give a shout-out to... i got to finally give a shout-out to Shy. The guy's been, like, trolling me so hard. and kicks my ass every day at FM, But, yeah, he was a legit dude. And the reason that he was legit last week is he sat down and replayed the matchup with me a bunch of times. Even though he mopped the floor with me, you know, in the actual match, he sat and rolled it out with me so I could get a better feel. So, shout out to him for being a legit dude, not for being a fucking troll. <laughs> <laughs> I think that covers me off. I've had enough. So,
5: huh. uh, anyways, could I, yeah, could I actually add add another? Yeah, uh, no, no, shout no. Out? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> shout out, no. Shadow, Shadow, Reach, no more. No. <laughs> You're cut off. Yeah. I'm drunk with power with these shout outs on your podcast. <laughs> no, I uh I I wanted to shout out to to you know three of the 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 guys basically doing a lot of creative work for magic, you know, the magic community. We've got Inkwell looter uh Justin Treadway, Ink, uh Griffin Valentine and uh the gathering bill bolden um all great guys bill doing the uh doing the music thing and the other guys doing some of the art stuff and uh you know sh- super shout out to josh uh inkwell looter for doing the uh, worm coil tokens for us so like those guys are all fantastic and great additions to the community
1: yeah i agree with that shout out 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent.
5: thank you <laughs>
1: i I approve this message. <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> My name is I right. approve this message.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose I suppose we should probably uh, at least limp in uh, with a shout out for our uh, our our new sponsor for uh, our current sponsor for the uh, MTG. Uh, A-Team podcast. So, uh, shout out to uh, Forbes Hobbies out in Cambridge, Ontario. Uh, Frank's got a, a pretty legit uh, operation over there, and lots of play space, so if you guys want to go out and uh, interfere in the area, and you're looking for some good people to play test against, and uh, for some wicked prices, then go out and see him. And if you're buying online, then of course you've got to buy from Star City Games, otherwise uh, they won't let us have people like Medina and Joey on again. So... <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you don't want that. And you
2: don't want that. So <laughs> yeah. any, anything else, guys, or is that a, is that a wrap?
1: That's a wrap. I think wrap. that's
2: everything <laughs> on my <Yeah>. end.
3: Bye, guys. <laughs> thanks for
5: having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take you it easy. Drive it. safe, Joey. Uh, I'm not driving anymore. But... <laughs> Dude, why couldn't you just... drive.
1: Why couldn't you Next just take I'll the well wishes? Why couldn't you just take the well wishes and be like, "Thanks, John." Instead, <laughs> Thanks, John. you have to correct me. Like, "Come on. <laughs> what a douchebag."
3: <sighs> yeah, that guy. Oh. <laughs> All right, peace guys. Right, cool. Thanks, Bye. John. Thanks guys. Later. See you guys later.